Bigger. Bigger. Better. Better. Bolder. Bolder. The cold, hard truth is taking talk to the next level. Right here on Bobo 89.1 FM, Cayman's Community Radio. We are still spilling the tea and committed to being part of the change that Cayman so desperately needs. Join Sandy Hill weekdays from 7.30 a.m. for Premier Access, Cayman Voices, Truthful Thursdays, and much more. Cayman's number one talk show is now bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, older, and more than talk. Getting results with hot topics, consumer reports, court exposés, and more. I've come to set the record I've come to shine the light on you Let me introduce myself I am the cold heart Now, from the CMR studio in Grand Cayman, live, direct, it's the cold hard truth. Now, now, join the conversation on 345-936-2626. That number again is 345-936-2626. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good folks. Wagwan, how are you guys doing? Hope everybody is well today. What is happening? Happy Hump Day Wednesday. It's a beautiful day in the Cayman Islands. Yes. Coming on through, honey child, coming on through. Well, boy, we got the gift that keeps on giving. It's called the truth. Y'all ready this morning? Okay. All right. Let me see now. Give me one second. Let's see who's with us this morning. Yes, they got a little bit hot. I got to admit, the off-air segment was um, like hot tamales. There's my hot tamales box, by the way. Is it still here? Oh, yes. Hot tamales. I don't think I've ever eaten eat I've ever eaten these hot tamales, but boy, they look fierce cinnamon flavored chewy candies. I don't like chewing stuff like gum and stuff like that. So but anyway, thank the husband for giving me that hot tamales box. Cause he's like, Oh, you always say hot tamales. Look what I got you. I said, Lord Jesus. <laughs> of all the things that he could think of. Yes. Anywho, um, Hope you guys had a good evening. We're going to continue with the truth telling today. Let me just send out the links to everyone. Um, morning, Tracy. I, I see your message. When you get new phone numbers, child, it takes a minute to be re-added to the list because then I got to go and amend the list and remove you from the old list and remove the old number. And yeah, takes a hot minute. Y'all keep the same phone number. Cha. Give me extra work. All right. Um... So, let me see here now, Tracy. I think I've saved you. So, there you go. There's this morning's link. Mm-hmm. Give me one second. I've got like three groups. And boy, the com- the phone is getting so slow these days. I don't know if I like just 
uninstall everything in WhatsApp if that would really speed it up because it's becoming painful trying to send WhatsApp messages. Like a lot of times I'm having to shut down the app. So I think the poor thing is like overworked. See, I'm pressing it and nothing's happening. So let me close it out and try again, honey chill. Gotta be able to be quick on the notifications. Y'all know this already. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Yes, honey chow, we got a show coming right up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Everybody's like, send me the link, Sandy. All right, so I do want to discuss a couple overflow matters from yesterday. I think it's important. Mm, we got to start out early with the apple cider. And no, Miss Stacy's not spiking my drink. <laughs> I'm just naturally sausage, yeah. Naturally spicy. Mm-hmm. When, when the good Lord was giving out the spices, he um, was a little bit extra heavy-handed with me. He's like, hmm, this one looks like she might need it. She's going to be sent to the Cayman Islands. We better give her a little bit extra. <laughs> Siobhan says, not the apple cider vinegar. <laughs> That's like, um, I don't know if you guys watch the Kardashians, but Chloe, she's the one that always says, oh, no, not the whatever, right? And it's just so funny when she does it. So every time I hear somebody says, like, not the whatever, I think of Chloe Kardashian. All right, class is in session. Yes, good morning, Gabby. Good morning, Ms. Renita, Doran. Good morning. Irvlin is in the house. Siobhan uh, Barry is here. Mr. Miss um, Dean, sorry, Sinclair. Leroy is here up and early. Yasmin, how are you? Saying good morning to all the beautiful people. Debbie Bodden, Marshall, Wee Wee, Patricia Blake. Morna Lawrence, Olivia, Diamond Princess. Felicia Rankin. Gabrielle, this is another Gabby. Hello, two Gabbies in the house this morning. Good morning. Uh, <laughs> Philip is here. Jonathan says, good morning to you. Sandy, thank you, Jonathan. How are you? Miss Olive is in the house. Miss Olive was throwing down a little party for her husband the other day. It was his birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, good morning to Miss Iva, Damaris, Aliano. Um, yes, all the usual suspects. Oh, Irvlin has a theory. She says, no, every time Apple releases their new phone, the old one acts up. Mine's doing the same thing. No, to be honest, this has been happening for a while. I can't really blame iPhone 15 for this. Um, I pretty much know that <laughs> my WhatsApp is overworked. So I think I have two options. I can get a new phone, which I might need anyway, or I can, um, actually maybe try to dump everything sometimes that just uh, you start over with a fresh in, fresh install so i don't know yet i'm thinking about it uh we'll see how it goes and i'll let you guys know um miss <laughs> olive is asking if siobhan took her notebook yes shall i get your notebooks ready mm -hmm. let me have my first sip this morning of the apple cider you don't need very much just a little tops Mm -hmm. And y'all notice how long it takes me to drink it. Mm -hmm. mm, mm, mm. Ooh, shiver my spine. Yes, honey, chill. Aliana says, I need that apple cider, the Hennessy, not hype enough for me. I know, right? 
You don't need to drink to be hype, y'all. Y'all can have a natural hype now. I'll tell y'all how it works. Miss Alice is here. Ingrid is in the house. First Lady Jayanne is here. Karen, good morning to you. Hi, Jonas. Another Debbie, beautiful Debbie Ebanks. Good morning to Sharon. How are you? Sharon looking sultry in that's photo. She says, good morning from Tampa. Aw, my old stomping grounds. Love me some Tampa. Mm, I need to make a trip this year. Well, next year. Morning, Miss Bonnie. Joining us from East End, Caribbean Sunshine. How you doing? Uh, oh, it's the same Gabby. She just switched to YouTube. Oh, okay. <laughs> Gabby, you had me confused. <laughs> All right. Uh, Irvlin is praying for Maureen to help cool it down. Uh, to cool me down. Oh, <laughs> she says the place was on fire yesterday. So I have to get the fire service on standby. Yes, child, get them on standby. We might need them again this morning. All right, let me, uh, Miss <laughs> Ann Rice joining us in Tampa as well. She says, um, I think she's right outside of Tampa, but she says, good morning. Missing my sleep for Cayman Mall Road again, listening to every word. Miss Olive questioning Miss Stacy again. Y'all be blaming Miss Stacy. Woo. And Jim wants to know what are you mixing with the apple cider vinegar? <laughs> I assure you, it's a non-alcoholic beverage. So let's talk about a few things to to wrap up yesterday, right? Now, y'all know that I, I want to clarify this because I don't want anybody to think that I was trying to be disrespectful to um Miss Darlene. Some people are like, oh my God, are you and Johan okay? Are you guys going to make up and kiss up and whatever? I was like, listen to me. The day I kiss Johan, he might never leave me alone then. So that'll never happen. However, um, I might occasionally still give him a brownie because we know he likes to eat and he especially likes my brownies. And no, they're no magic brownies. They're just regular brownies with my special touch. And I do them with nuts and I do them without nuts. And they're nice and they're like the nice and chewy kind. Like, oh, sometimes I do them a little extra where they get the crunch around the edges. Um, so everybody likes my brownies. And I guess Johan has had a taste of my cooking. And so his favorite happens to be the brownies. No exception there. So, you know, there's nothing for Johan and I to make up about, to be quite frank. I understand Johan. And in fact, I laugh. Um on the inside, <laughs> when Johan says stuff like, oh, let's have you meet and, and, and kiss and make up because Johan knows full well what the score is. Um, he he has no uh, illusions or delusions, maybe that's a better word, uh, about what is really going on here. So I don't suspect that we have any any real concerns there. And Miss um, Darlene, I think she is uh, versed enough in the program to know that we are um, salty in the show sometimes and there's certain things that might make us a little bit saltier. So again, you know, no insult uh, intended. But the one thing that I think is extremely important is that um, we really do a good job at understanding why things are interconnected in the way in which they are, right? So... The reason why it's necessary to tell you certain relations between people and the history of how that has panned out is because you need to understand why people are loyal to each other over you, the people that actually has elected them. So, you know, it's pretty simple in my mind. Um, if this were two people in their personal capacity, I wouldn't give a care, I wouldn't really give much of a concern. 
um, about what you're doing. But when you get into a particular space and you start to move in a particular direction, there is a very different standard and expectation of you. And so when you're making decisions and people go, wow, I don't understand why she's sticking with the progressives and why she's like toeing the line. Um, And furthermore, you guys don't seem to understand why Alden has a knack for keeping people in control. So yes, a few shots were fired yesterday. Like I said, some people might've got a little bit up in their feelings about it, but now I bet all of you have a better understanding as to why certain loyalties lay where they do and why ultimately he is um, at this point in time, one of the ultimate political puppet masters in the Cayman Islands. Now, let me say this, and we do have some guests. I'm waiting for a second guest to come in. Matt, I see you. So when Mal jumps on, we'll get started with that segment. And then we're going to get into, we're going to dig into some details. So what I want to ensure that all of you fully understand, right? There's nothing special about Chris Saunders and the dissection of him. And we're going to dissect him a little bit later on this morning. Sometimes it is necessary for me to go a little bit deeper in order to educate you, the public. This sort of superficial thing where I just throw out an opinion out there. Oh yeah, you know, he's not a good MP. What does that even mean? Why do I say those things? And so as a person who likes to operate more on the logical side, more on the fact-finding side, I have to demonstrate and pull from the historical records, the archives, if you will, examples to demonstrate that behavior. Now, one of the amazing things I find about this platform and just people in the Cayman Islands is a lot of us sit back and we are quiet. We have our lips sewn up. We have nothing to say. And then one, it only takes one person to speak up and say, oh, da 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 And then all of a sudden, it's like shots are fired across. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Sandy, why don't you talk about this? And Sandy, why don't you talk about this? And I'm like, where have you people been? Everybody was sitting down waiting for the one person with the biggest cojones to really start the conversation. And then other people's like, yes, well, this has been my experience and that's been my experience. And this is a long history of did, 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 did. And then we're all over the place. So um, that's one point that's necessary. The other point, because some, you know, I think Johan's position yesterday was, listen, oh, Chris isn't as dangerous as Alden in the PPM. Mm. I think there are varying degrees uh, of how you can look at this. What concerns me the most um, about Chris Saunders is that his, his political training, his political ideologies are closely aligned with garrison-style politics, which traditionally we've not really had here in the Cayman Islands. So we've had our own little hybrid of you know, all of these kickbacks and, you know, election time, you got to get a new sofa, some new moral and all this sort of thing. But what we haven't had is the true garrison style politics. And I'm talking about what happens in Jamaica, where come election time, you can't wear a particular color. And so this is very, very concerning because if you want to see the complete ruination of this country, of this little rock, trust me, go down that lane and we'll see how it ends up for all of us. So that is why, in my opinion, it is necessary in the early stages once a politician has demonstrated what caliber of individual they are, y'all better take note and do something about it. 
Because you give that person two more terms and they're going to really, really think then that they can never be removed, right? One final point, and then we're going to have our guests come on and we're going to talk about some other stuff. It is also important to note, somebody said to me yesterday, oh, well, this one's going to be hard to, this one is impossible to move. They're entrenched. Listen, voters of the Cayman Islands, stop talking nonsense. There is no such thing as someone who is immovable in the political arena. Everyone can be voted out. Do I need to give you any examples? I'm sure when the Honorable um, John McLean Sr., who had been in there for some 24 years, was running again, nobody ever thought that Arden McLean could have unseated him. Everyone can be moved. McKeever Bush can be moved despite him being there for donkey years. It is up to you, the voters. And it's also up to you, the good citizens of the Cayman Islands, to come forward if you believe you have something to offer this country and if you're willing to be held accountable for your behavior and if your primary concern and objective is to work on behalf of the people of the Cayman Islands. You cannot be a self-serving individual and want to serve in public office. That is why um, it is extremely important, right? For people who are good people, who have qualifications, who can manage, who can run things, who can operate things to make themselves of service to this country. All right, let's pause the breaks right there. And we're going to come back to that conversation because without good replacements, the people are stuck um, choosing between the lesser of evils. And we shouldn't be voting based on the lesser of evils. My God. No, sir. Okay. So listen, we love a good laugh on this program. You guys know that already. Um, you know, I listen, comedy, I, I always love when Mr. Mr. Dexter calls in because he's full of comedic relief. And um, he always shares his jokes with us. And so I was really, really pleased to hear that, um, you know, another version of Rundown is coming to the Cayman Islands, new and revised and fresh. And we've got uh, Caymanian Matt Brown at the helm. And the CNCF is also going to be part of this, an integral part of making sure that this is such a successful event. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to go and have a good belly laugh. And so we've got Matt Brown and Melanie McField here to talk to us about this event. Good morning to both of you. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. We're hey, good. morning, Sunday. <laughs> How you yes, doing? So I am good. I'm good. Nothing like a good opportunity to laugh. And you know what? Nothing like a good poke at yourself as well. Like you just got to see the humor and a lot of things around us. So um, first of all, Matt, um, I know that you have been involved in, you know, previous um, renditions and versions of Rundown for many, many years. And I guess Rundown has come to an end and you must have been thinking to yourself, we've got to have something to replace this. So how did you come about with this idea of what happening? Sandy, first off, I'm glad that you understand how to take a laugh at yourself because you were in the show, you know. Oh, you're Lord, you one of our highlights. Of course. Yeah, we, if you make it into the show, pat yourself on the back. That means that you've done something, right? You've made an impact in our little island. Oh, my island. goodness. You've made a crater. You've, you, okay. you, you make big, big impacts. 
yeah, yeah. Oh, we, I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna be there opening night. Trust me. Cannot wait. Man. You know, Sandy. Uh, I used to work at DMS, and yes. you remember when they started to unveil these new stations? And mm -hmm. I said, I was taking a tour one day, and I said, um, "What's going to happen in in this Bobo FM?" And they mm -hmm. said, "Oh, it'll be talk radio." And I said, "Well, <laughs> why you just don't um, put Sandy in there and lock up the key and lock the door?" <laughs> And they said, oh, no, 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 uh, hush, hush, you know, they, we don't know what's going to happen. And look at you now. Yeah. I need a show like yours. You got to congrats on your big show, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. So we can expect a lot of laughs. Um, did you also write as well as I know you're definitely in it, but did you write a lot of the um, actual script for the for the play? Yeah, we've, we've been, I've been writing on and off for since the beginning of the year because obviously it's based on a bit of political commentary, what happens mm -hmm. in the island. Uh, you take from the best, the, the creme de la creme of the news and you try to, to curate mm -hmm. it and then give some version of it, some, some point of view that hopefully people connect with, but at the same time, they find surprising. Uh, mm -hmm. It's... It, but it, it just changes so fast. I can't keep up with this. I can't keep what John John doing. I wrote him over here, John John. <laughs> yeah. Oh John, my God. I can't keep up with you. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Ever ever I'm changing. Ever changing. I'm trying to, to 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 squeeze all of the the the, the last two weeks in, but we 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 see. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um. Yeah. I mean, you know, comedy. Um. You know, acting. All of that is is as you rightfully say. Um, happening in real time in terms of, especially if it's based off of real life events. Um, so for sure, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to your interpretation, uh, your comedic interpretation of a lot of, um, of what's happening in the Cayman Islands. So the Cayman Islands, um, the Cayman National Cultural Foundation, Mel is an integral part of uh, pulling this off and making sure that it is a successful event. Um, you know, CNCF recently, Cayman Culture has been, and we're going to talk about Cayman Culture a little bit later on in the segment. It has been highlighted and it's been in the spotlight. And I know that CNCF does an amazing job putting on a lot of events throughout the year mm -hmm. to really encourage people to participate in Cayman Culture from storytelling to, you know, um, Red Sky at Night events and dance and all these types of things that are available to the Caymanian people. And I'm always shocked and surprised when they sit down and still say, oh, where's our culture? I'm like, no, where are you? <laughs> you know, the opportunities are there. There are organizations that are working incredibly hard. I'm Melanie McField heading up CNCF. Um, which is, are you the cultural director? Tell me your title again, I'm, Mel. Um, director of Programs and Communications. Right. So, you know, Mal is always out there um, trying to get the word out about these amazing events that is a part of um, everything from Gimme Story. Um, we have, you know, guided tours around Miss Lassie's home. So tell us why it's so important, uh, Mel, for CNCF to be part of this cultural journey that we need to obviously get more people on board with. Absolutely. So um, see, it's, it's, it's always a, a discussion around culture and CNCF feels it's our responsibility to get the word out there to make sure that, you know, our mandate obviously is all things cultural and heritage focused mm -hmm. through the, the, the arts. 
whether that's visual, performing arts, dance, music, theater. Mm-hmm. And it's a dual responsibility. It's the, the, the country's responsibility as well as this foundation to make sure that we're all on the same page and we do our part. We just had our second teacher's social for, for mm-hmm. the year, which for us is an integral part of, of getting culture into our curriculum, mm-hmm. into our, um, the hands of our educators, the Department of, in, um, of, of education. education Services. Yes, mm-hmm. Education Services. So mm-hmm. it's a partnership. It's a, it's a continued partnership. Yes. Um, and as you said, you know, we're, CNCF is doing so much. Yes. But at the same time, we don't want people to feel that we're not doing enough. Mm-hmm. So we always want the the feedback, you know, the involvement of our local community. Um, you know, DOT is, is happy to promote some of the events that we're doing. So we're bringing that cultural tourism focus in as well. Mm-hmm. So, and, and just, just to segue into Matt, um, we provide grants for a lot of people to also do cultural and heritage-based um, mm-hmm. projects. And Matt is a fine example of that. Um, you know, we, we provided funds format through the the grants for the arts program to write and direct what mm-hmm. happened. So we're yeah. happy to have that. We're happy also, to have that. The the foundation to me is just like how you would have the foundation of a house. You yeah. need something to stand on <laughs> that that's not going to fall from underneath your feet when you're taking a risk. And obviously a, a production like this is a big investment. There's lots of moving mm-hmm. parts, props set costumes uh there's there's logistics there's lighting there's there's people mm-hmm. that you know there's carpentry there's electrical there, there's so much stuff that's happening behind the scenes but yes. uh, unless somebody subsidizes it it's not going to work mm-hmm. you know, exactly. it, it, I, to, to take off time from 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 my current uh day to day to 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 be full time into this, the, the you need you need somebody to to step into the gap. So a huge um, thank you to the CNCF, to Natalie Urquhart, to to Mel, to her staff. Um, there's a lot of people good, with with good hearts and who understand what it takes to to bring a production to the stage. Also, mm-hmm. uh, I, just because I, Sandra, what you're saying is this is our culture, right? What is culture? Yeah. Is what we do, right? Mm-hmm. What we do is that we log on to CMR every morning. That's what we do. Uh-huh. That's what people do. What people do, they go camping. That's what they do. They go to Pirates Week. They go out in the street. They want to dance in, in, in the road. That's what they do. So every year, we have a culture of coming out to laugh at ourselves. We have uh-huh. a culture of putting up the mirror and saying, hey, look at, look at us. So it, culture and, and, and heritage are often mixed up and a little bit misunderstood. Yes. But uh, if, if our culture is going to Kamana Bay on Friday... Mm-hmm. And that's the way it is. If our culture is sitting at home, if we if we want to turn our culture into sitting at home on the couch and watching Netflix, it's up mm-hmm. to us. Mm-hmm. But if you want the culture to be uh, to to have texture, if you want the culture to to be something that that you can be proud of, yes, it's up to all of us to to do things. So adults, we we need to have fun. But I, at some point, I think in Cayman, we boil it down to drinking and dancing. We said, hey, mm-hmm. give me the bottle and turn off the lights. And and I'll be over here in the corner winding up. Mm-hmm. But there's there's something called the theater. So yes, for, for all of us, we need to broaden broaden your your palette a little bit. 
And congrats mm-hmm. to CDS. They just did a sold-out show um, featuring our headliner as well, Michael, Michael McLaughlin. Um, mm-hmm. But congrats to the Cayman Drum Society. They, them, you know, the CDS or Cayman Drum Society, I think that they have a, a lot of support from the UK population that, that is here because that was a part of their culture. If you were mm-hmm. living in the UK, maybe once every few months you would go to the theater. So there's mm-hmm. a, some, some muscle memory in, in getting involved in the theater. And that's, but we have it for, for us. We had it for Rundown. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anybody who like Rundown, if you like Mad TV, if you like Saturday Night Live, if you like Family Guy, it's a it's a big hot mess. Yes. And to add to, to add to what Matt's saying too, Sandy, you know mm-hmm. what happening is is you know uh, a comedic show that we want to focus more on the physical comedic performances of the actors. Yeah. So so we paired back from the, the, the usual set that a rundown would actually display so that the focus is on the actors and not so much on what's behind them. But we do have a beautiful set in place and I believe it's, it's a great spin on, on how things are traditionally done with Matt's creativity. So mm-hmm. people have so much to look forward to. And also mm-hmm. just, we wanna clarify too that this is not rundown Yes, but it continues the legacy of the Caymanian comedy um, that was established by Dave Martins and mm-hmm. and Mr. Henry Matu. So we we want to make that very clear. This is yeah. what happening, directed and written by Matt Brown. I really yeah. wanted him to be in it, but I know he can perform miracles, but he's not that good yet. <laughs> Don't take on too much. Yeah, I know so, exactly. Yeah. So tell us, um, what can we expect for the first? um version of what happened Matt what, what's mm. what's in there um give us a little tops of uh don't give away too much but just a little teaser yeah, not all too right, much well, just just a reminder for all of your mm-hmm. fans you you guys have never seen Sunday like this oh you know, lord have mercy <laughs> yeah so uh, and it it, it might oh. be even the current version you might get an old school version of Sunday so for all of your fans on this show, you, you guys have to come out. Um, we have to, to, to officially say uh, we- goodbye to our ex-governor, and we have to welcome our new governor. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes, of I mean, course. don't forget Ropa in Europa. He was one of the greatest steel pan players of our time. Yes. And then you, had, you got Jimmy Lapierre, mm-hmm. and you got Earl Lapierre, mm-hmm. and then you got Ropa. Yeah, so get well, I'm learning something myself. <laughs> yeah, he made his own steel pan, you know. He made it. Oh, down I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited. In industrial to, park. To yeah, yes. Man. Okay. I got a sneak peek of it last night, Sandy. Yes. <laughs> I will say no more. Oh my gosh. Um, oh, what else wow. is going on? Nice. We got all your favorite politicians. We got, you know, we we will we'll spill a little bit of political drama. Um, we we have Miss Cayman, your favorite, Sandra. Some Miss Cayman juice. <laughs> That's still better. Woo, okay. All right. Sounds good. Well, I'm looking forward. All of those things um, sound very, very topical and mm-hmm. very entertaining. So definitely uh, looking forward to it. So, you know, folks, I think anyone who um, puts themselves out there in an artistic way, uh, painters, um, dancers, performers, writers, you know, you've got to really give them props because it's not easy. Ultimately, you put your work 
on the stage, literally in this case, um, for other people to judge it, to talk about it, to give feedback. And, uh, you know, through that process, you know, Matt will no doubt um, develop and tweak his, um, his skill set. But you don't want to miss this. I mean, this is going to be the, the first what happening. Um, you always want to be able to look back in history and say, you know what? When, you, when you're like old and you got your grandchildren around you. I remember when all the way back in 2023, that Matt Brown boy, I tell you. <laughs> Come on out, folks. This is your opportunity. Hey, you know, one of these days, Matt, I'm actually going to do, I'm going to come and be in your play. You know, I've got a little bit of the acting bug. I was just going to suggest that, Sandy, with that, with that display of, of accent dress, no? Yes. Yeah, but we could cast you. Uh, you could yes. play yourself. You could play Georgette A. Banks. You could play Oh, Consuelo. my God. When I, when I was younger, you, you know, I was in the theater. You could play, you want to play Julie? Or you want to play... Uh, oh, please, don't peace. <laughs> you want I'm not so sure play. my skirt's quite good on that far, but we can find something. <laughs> good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Morning. Hello. Um, morning. Matt, you know what I'd like to see? Yeah, tell me, tell me, Denny. I'd, I'd like to see Sandra preparing <laughs> for bed, putting on her nightcap. Yeah. You hear that popicle she was just referring to? Uh Rubbing some roach lotion. Oh, geez, I'm peace. Man, (laughs) we would have a laugh. He wants to see the nighttime routine, but I don't think it's that (laughs) bad, Denny. But uh, yeah, he's already giving me ideas for the morning. Sandra, I don't know what time you wake up. I don't know if you had breakfast this morning. I don't know if you wake up at three o'clock and cook Aki in the dark. I don't know what you're doing. How you yeah, we, we should probably do a skit around because nobody thinks that I sleep. So people are like, clearly <laughs> you do not sleep. So we got to probably do something around that. But um, people are already giving you ideas for next year, boy. Yeah, my daddy. Yeah. I'll see you there, brother. All right. Take care. Bro. I appreciate it. Um, of course, 936-2626. The phone lines are indeed open. Um, so tell us a little bit about when it starts and how people can get tickets, show times, all of those details. So for, for the listening audience, um, Sandy, we have three consecutive weekends starting this weekend, this Friday, mm-hmm. um, the 29th of September. And it's yeah. every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday through to the 15th of October. The shows um, for Fridays and Saturdays start at 7.30 p.m., but the gates open at 6.30. Come out and enjoy a, a, a beverage of your of your um, taste before mm-hmm. the show starts. Okay. And on, will you, will and you have on, any apple, apple cider? Because um, on, on, this is my beverage of choice these days. It makes me very saucy. Any particular brand? <laughs> have it just for you in stock. It's, 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 just it's, for Bragg's, you. it's Bragg's apple cider vinegar. All right. I'll have a cold one for you. <laughs> on Sundays, we, we also have um, a Sunday show as well. And that starts mm-hmm. at 6 p.m. And the, the doors open at 5 p.m. And mm-hmm. tickets can be purchased right here at the CNCF office. Okay. And the tickets are 25 for adults and 15 mm-hmm. for seniors, 65 and over, or children um, 12 and under. So they're reasonably priced, you know. Yeah, and um, we're, we have quite, quite a few weekends that are getting close to sold out. So people are buying for various weekends. So get your tickets now. You can get those on Event Pro. Dot KY um, online um, tickets on eventpro.ky. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Can we give away a ticket on this morning's show? Absolutely. 
Yes, we need a trivia question, Mel. You you pick one out. Maybe do a CNCF. Yes. When was when was CNCF founded? Nine three six two six two six. Get yourself an adult ticket. Charm says, "Kiss my teeth. I'm going to miss it." Where are you going, Charm? Come out on this weekend. And you know what? I love how people, the one thing I love about like live performances, um, plays and so on, people really um, get together as friends, like a group of friends, as you yeah. say, and yeah. start buying tickets. So everybody starts messaging each other. You know, when are you going? Let, let's make sure that we go to Seam Night and organize yourself, folks. It's a good time. You know, you can do dinner before. You can do dinner after. If you like to do a later dinner. Go out, have a good and fantastic time. We got somebody who thinks that they know the answer. Good morning, caller. Morning. How you doing? Good morning. All right. What do you think? Do you know the answer? 19, 1984. You're absolutely correct. <laughs> I didn't even know the answer, so I'm glad to know. Well done. Well done. Congratulations. You just won yourself a ticket to go see what happening. And and a guest. She can bring a guest as well. There we go. So two tickets. Oh my gosh. You know, we can't have you come in by yourself. But to add to what you said about friends getting together, this is also great corporate um, team building um, opportunity as well. We had a group just purchase 25 tickets for their employees. So Yes, making everybody but, laugh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, come absolutely. up with the people that you like and also come up with the people that you don't like. <laughs> and you don't know, you know, what type of bonds and friendships will form when you're uh, in the hard quail drinking three, four, fives and, and watching what's <laughs> happening on stage. Or apple cider like Sandy will be drinking. Oh, my God. Easy and giving them that one. All right, Carla, give me one second. I'm actually going to send Mel your um, telephone number and then she's going to reach out to you to ensure that you get your tickets uh, for the evening that you are able to attend. So congratulations. Thank Congrats. you. All right, my dear. So that lucky winner and a friend are going to go um, courtesy of CNCF and get to see this performance. I'm so excited. Um, Marion is asking any possibility that the show might be extended beyond the dates just announced. Mm. Marion, well, get your life together. Plan your life, Marion. Stop fooling around with us. You think you think that that these people can just take take extra time off? We might take the show to Cayman Brack. Yeah, we would love wow. to, to, to bring it to, to the Brack. Uh, we will not bring it to Little Cayman. Um, there's only booby birds over there and a couple of tourists. <laughs> so uh, we would we hope so that we, that try, we can try to plan, Marion. Don't don't plan based on a possible extension. Plan around the dates that you know it's going to happen. Make it clear yeah. your calendar, girl. You don't want to miss this. Alejandro is begging that last caller to take him as her plus one. <laughs> Alejandro, you're in the show, brother. Don't, don't miss out. Even Alejandro made it. La, la, Alejandro. Yeah. Al, Ebanks in the house says the creative minds are always moving stuff around. It's exciting to see new things happening. All the best, Matt Brown. So, of course, Al. Thank being, you. Thank you, Al. Um, an artist himself appreciates the creative process. Um, Charmaine says that I want to go the night that Sandy's going. That's every night, Charmaine. I, <laughs> I should, I should do a, I should do a whole entourage, right? Come with, come with people in tow. Yeah. Um, oh, Marion, you're off, you're off Island, but when are you back? 
Because we're doing it for three consecutive weeks? Yep, three consecutive weekends, all the way to the 15th of October. Yes. So um, another person, Miss Debs, says, I was not planning on going, but now that I know that Sandy's in it, I cannot miss it. Yeah, wow. Awesome. Yeah. You know, uh, there's, there's something that was interesting when, when we were doing Rundown. I noticed that the audience was uh, very Caymanian based, but uh -huh. I tried my best to ensure that the actors speak in uh, the proper English vernacular. They are hitting their consonants and I want the, the, the dialogue to be understood and appreciated uh -huh. by everybody. So if you are an expatriate, uh, yeah. you're, you're welcome to come out. If uh, you're a Caymanian, if you're a paper Caymanian, if you're a, a pet of a Caymanian, if you have, if you're on the island, <laughs> you will, there, there are jokes in there that you will understand. Don't feel like this is a Caymanian only thing and all yes. this is for them. No, this is for you. Uh-huh. And this is, this is how, you know, anyone who really wishes to integrate um, into our society, like you said, this is part of our culture. This is part of the things that we do um, on an annual basis. So Alejandro says, don't forget the coconut trees. Salvin says Matt is one of the best actors. Not sure why we can't put up um, some of the local works on the international stage. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Caller, good morning and welcome to the program. Morning. Can you just repeat the date and times again? I missed it. And, yeah. And so, I'm okay. So it starts you. this weekend. It starts this weekend, the 29th, mm. Friday, the 29th of September. And it goes through the three consecutive weekends until the 15th of October, Fridays, mm -hmm. Saturdays, and Sundays, starting at 7.30 on Fridays and Saturdays and at 6 p.m. on Sundays. Beautiful. And we'll put, uh, we've got lots of um, social media links. We'll put those up. Uh, we've got stuff on the website. So just click on that and that'll redirect you to exactly um, where you can purchase your tickets. So no yes. excuses, really, um, to not make this happen, folks. It's going to be a beautiful performance. Um, we see Selvin saying that he really enjoys uh, Matt and asking if it might ever go international. What do you think, Matt? Who knows? Hey, w once you get the format together, because this is what happening, Cayman. If you want, I, I could do what happening, Jamaica. What happening, yeah. USA. Mm -hmm. What happening in, in, in any part of the world, but let me focus right now. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's, let's get Cayman on, on the map. I, I appreciate <laughs> your faith, brother. Uh, but I, I got some work to do here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very good. And uh, we've got um, uh, Mr. Marshall joining us in North Carolina, Cayman in Living Abroad, says, Congrats on the show, Matt and Mel. Thank um, you. Again, here's some details for those of you who need to jot it down. Take your time. Kimora says that you're joining us from John Gray High School. Kimora, your hands look like they're a little bit too quick on the keyboard now. Um, you know, if you keep putting all those messages, we're going to have to block you. So we're going to put you in a little timeout because you look like you don't know how to use a keyboard yet. Um, so when you figure it out, you can come back and behave yourself. All right, Rough Seas says, very interesting what he said. What is Cayman culture? He nailed it right on the head but didn't hit the nail hard enough. Yes, sir. The only time we see Cayman culture shine is only during certain holidays. The rest of the time, there's nothing to do other than go to their home. And there's not a lot of fun activities to do other than that, especially for the teens. So naturally, they will go into other physical activities. Well, I'm going to disagree with you, Rusties, 
and tell you that sometimes you got to scratch beneath the surface and look for what there is to do. And there's always something going on in the Cayman Islands. In fact, a lot of people complain um, that some weekends they got to pick and choose because there's so many options. Uh-huh. So they don't know what to do. So you got to make sure. Um, is there a membership to CNCF, Mel? Can people join? No, we, we, we don't We don't have a membership, um, Sandy. However, we do have workshops that are coming up for mm-hmm. for those interested in storytelling. We have our Gimmis Story coming up. But, yeah. you know, not just for Gimmis Story, but for those that are interested in storytelling across the board. Yeah. And we have those workshops coming up in a few weeks, as well as uh, an acting mm-hmm. um, and drama workshop coming up in November. So there's l- quite a bit of activity um, going on here at the foundation. Mm-hmm. And we're going to share that calendar um, hopefully within the next week. For those that are in- interested in the performing arts and the literary and visual arts as well. Yes. So if you, have a, if you have a child that's very artistic, please contact CNCF and we'll be mm-hmm. happy to um, provide you with more information on activities that, that we have that will definitely be a benefit to your, to your child. Mm-hmm. And even if they're not artistic, as something like this, exposing them to the arts is really, exactly. really important. So Absolutely. I wanted to say um, that this cultural, the CNCF uh, website, they've got a whole section here on cultural activity packs designed mm-hmm. to be fun and educational for children of all ages. So both educators, students, and parents can use these materials. And folks, this is free. Don't we love free stuff? Free materials. So you can go on here. Here, this one, um, Know Your Culture. Hello. Uh, <laughs> what, what that is. What you say. Who you for. They've got a reader stater. All these little books. And basically, you just click on it. It comes up like as a PDF. And then, folks, you're able to download it. And it's an activity book for you and your kids to be able to use. This is fantastic. Let me see here. And Look at this. Sandy, we're, we're updating our website. We're in the process of doing an entire website revamp. So we're going to have even more resources for, for parents and educators to access uh-huh. from the CNCF website. And we're doing a really cool docuseries called Cayman Makers that I would love to um, come on and discuss in the future. But that's something to definitely look uh-huh. forward to as well. Yeah. And I so- think you and I had a brief discussion about that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Parents, when, when, you don't know, when you don't know where to begin, I can tell you that there are um, available resources for you that gives you ideas, things uh-huh. you can do around the house. It's not going to cost no pile of money. You know, sometimes you just need a little pen and paper and an open mind. Exactly. And there's lots of fun activities for the entire family. So there's Absolutely. no excuse, folks, for not knowing your culture. There's no excuse for not going out and enjoying what's happening. Uh, that's coming up here shortly. So get your tickets, get them early. Uh, that would be my recommendation. Three consecutive weekends, the comedy show is going to be on and it's being directed, written and directed uh, by Matt Brown. And of course, someone is asking, is it going to be streamed in any way? No, Chai, we don't. Nope. No, no, this is a locked in I would take your phone at the door, I'd put it in an envelope <laughs> and I wouldn't give it back until you leave. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want uh, flash photography. We don't want videos. Uh, you know, the, it's an it's a live experience. Yeah, you have to exactly. be there to 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 get the best of it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. all right, we, we have some video segments that that uh, that that we got under our belt. But uh, you need to come out. You need to get the flesh and blood into yes. the theater. All right, Cameron, just bring some Panadol because your belly is going to be hurting. Yeah, bring um... a asthma pump if you can't breathe. 
Valerie does not provide asthma pumps. So please. Oh my God. Right. <laughs> um, now, when was the last time there was a comedy show? There hasn't been anything post Ivan, I mean, post Ivan, post COVID, right? So this is the first post COVID one comedy show of any kind at Harkle. I kind of think so. Um, as far as the where the CNCF is involved in the yeah. production, yes, correct. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Valerie says, "Don't forget the chickens crossing at the pedestrian crosswalk." Morning, Dominique. Charlene is here in the house. She says, "What's tuning in? What did I just miss?" So, Miss Charlene, what you don't want to miss? Take out your little notepad now, because everybody's in class, um, and y'all got to pay attention in class now. What you do not want to miss is what's happening. It's the uh, latest. Um, K-Man Comedy Show being sponsored by CNCF. Matt Brown is writing, directing, lots of um, interesting topical, you know, comedy skits throughout. So get your tickets early. You can go online and purchase your tickets. Only 25 bucks, which I think is a great deal. Mm -hmm. So Siobhan is excited. Uh, Charlene getting excited. Dominique getting excited. Ingrid says, I love co comedy. I'm going to grab my tickets. Good for you, honey chill. Very good. All right. So sounds good. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much to um, Matt and Mel this morning for joining us. Duran said he just bought four tickets online. Woo! All right. Thank you. Good stuff. <laughs> yes. Support, support, support. Go get your tickets, folks. I'm going to um, I'm gonna talk to you guys off here about when I'm coming. I don't want to stampede, so I might have to <laughs> <laughs> But again, I uh, thank you so much, uh, Melanie McField, Matt Brown, um, getting ready for what happening starting this weekend. So make sure you get in early. Early bird catches a worm, and we're looking so forward to um, this comedy show. Thank Thanks you for having us, Looking forward right. to seeing all of you there. Thank you so much, and I love the show numbers this morning, folks. Four twenty-one, and getting higher by the minute. Love it, love it, love it, love it. I know you guys, listen, I keep telling y'all, I'm going to force K-Man culture down your throat, whether you want it or not. Morning, Miss Dorothy. Um, I was so glad yesterday to see so many of you. I told you we were over 600 strong on the live stream. And I told you guys to stay on because we were going to be showing the parliamentary section um, segment. And I'm so glad that you've stayed on. Now, listen, folks, uh, we got a bag of accidents this morning. I don't know what's going on with y'all in the bad driving. Is this another one? Geez, some pieces, another one again. Or is this the, the same one? Let me see. I'm hearing there's one down by Will T Drive. Um, I think this is the one. Yeah, this is the one from earlier. So there's one from earlier down by Little Savannah Gardens and involved. Oh my gosh. What a hot mess. Fire truck was on the scene. Um, uh -huh. Hot tamales. Oh, so there's one down by Will T. That one's separate. Oh, y'all can't drive this morning. Oh, my goodness. Mm -mm -mm. Poor teens. The ambulance visit today. What? That is, where is that one? Hold on. Is that the same one? I'm trying to get a fix on this. This one, I think this might be the same accident, though. Let me have a good look and see. Mm. So there was one... Um, that one looked different. Lord have mercy. Is that, uh, yeah, that one's further up. Oh my gosh. Y'all really can't drive today. All right, folks. You know, the roads are a little bit wet. 
but y'all can't drive even when the roads are not wet. But <laughs> there's one down by Wilty, it looks like. And then there was another one that was in Lower Valley down by Little Savannah Gardens. Ay, ay, ay. Take it easy. Take it easy. So, um, yeah, somebody asking when I'm going to be there because they want to come when I'm there. <laughs> so, yes, of course, somebody says, do not forget when you get in an accident, if it's not your fault, don't call them if, you're, if it's your fault. <laughs> but if it's not your fault, somebody runs into you, um, please call Recover. They are your personal injury experts and they got you covered. Oh boy. Yes. You guys definitely need their assistance. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, another person says, good morning. Blessed morning as well to your guest CNCF. My niece, Rita Eskovanovich, who's a former actor is, what do you mean former actor? She still acts, doesn't she? Is excited about this next time we'll put together um, a show with, uh, and with your presence as well, San, keep up the good work and human inspiration. God bless you all. Warm regards, Miss Brenda. Thank you so much, Miss Brenda. Um, <laughs> have you guys seen these? Um, I don't know how to save them. Oh, I'll do a screenshot. Hold on. Have you guys seen these little, um, like, are, are they emojis? What are they called? Stickers? I'm not even sure what, what they're called exactly. Of me. There's a number of them that people have made. Some are animated, which is kind of funny. Um, but you know, most of them are taken from the show and then I got to figure out how to do some down at the bottom of my screen. I'm going to talk to my, um, creative guys and see, see if they can help me. But someone just sent this one. Look at this. Isn't this funny? <laughs> they just sent me this one. This is one of the ones that's, that's quite, uh, goes quite viral, but there are a number of them. Oh my gosh. A woman got knocked down in one of the accidents. <gasps> You definitely want to call Recover Honey Chill. Not Will T Drive, Watler Estates. Oh, Watler Estates. Wow. My goodness. You guys are the worst at driving. But in any event, definitely. Um, that's why the ambulance is there. Oh, my goodness. Hold on now. Let me show you guys what's going on. Whoa. This is a video footage that we got. Look at this one. Mm-hmm. So another red car again, or that one was just pulled off watching. So um, yes, there's the police, there's the ambulance. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. What a hot mess. Look at ya. Mm-mm. Oh, honey chill. That's not good. Oh, well, that wasn't the best video in the world, but <laughs> y'all need to start getting some proper dash cams. I keep telling y'all, get yourself a dash cam and then you quick time, take that out. Um, somebody just sent me a bunch of, um, they made some stickers of me as well as John, John, the premiere. I guess if you're, if you're, um, you're not somebody, if nobody's made a sticker of you, apparently. And then there was this other really bad accident folks down, um, by little Savannah gardens involving three cars. I'm still trying to work out in my head how exactly this one happened. Uh, we posted this one earlier. I I'm not sure, but look at this. So we got the right, the red car looks like the red car is coming out from the side road and then they got ran into. So they ran in. So I don't, I don't know who hit who first. So I don't know if the red car hit the red truck first. And then the other one wasn't paying attention and slammed into the red car. 
Or did the silver car slam into the red car and then they slammed into the red truck? Oh my gosh, what a conundrum. Who knows? But call Recover because they can help you sort it out, you see. They got all the experts over there and they'll get the police report and the whole nine. Oh my goodness. And this is, oh yeah, we got more footage here now. I think this one's a little bit better. Hold on now. Let me show you another one of the one down by um, Wattler's. Oh my goodness. And then there was one overnight. There's a car in the bushes. Where was that one? No, sir. This is where it's at. Where, hold on. Where's this one? Wow. Oh my gosh. Y'all need to slow down now. Need some driver's ed. Um. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see now. One more. I'll show you one more footage. I think this one's a little bit better. You can kind of see more on this one. Oh my goodness. Wow. Mm. Look at this. Let me pause it right there. Oh my goodness. Whoa. Poor. Yeah, I don't. I think. Is it a car versus pedestrian? Oh my. Oh my goodness. Y'all need to watch out for the pedestrians now. Don't be running them over. My goodness. What a hot mess. And then this is the other one. Look at this one. Jeez. So someone says, apparently she left the scene because no license. That's what I heard. Which one is this now? This is the one down. Um... Y'all got to do better with the recordings. Though. Oh, this is the one involving the pedestrian. <gasps> she left the scene of the accident. What? Oh my God. Lord Jehovah. Look at this. Oh, sorry to our radio listeners, but y'all can go back later on and, and have a look. They say the driver hit the lady and she ran because she didn't have a license. Oh my. Mm-mm. Wow. Poor Ting. No, man. Y'all got to do better. What are y'all doing driving if you don't have a license? Come on now. Really? And she probably don't have a license for a reason. Obviously, you're driving not the best. I must say. Um, let me see which one this is now. Hold on. I think this is um, let's see. Mm-hmm. Poor lady. Mm-mm-mm. All right, folks. So um Young lady, whoever you are that left the scene of the accident, you know, that's an offense. So I'm going to suggest you get yourself back over there now and um, go hand yourself into the police right away. Because if we get your name, we're going to post up your name. She's driving a Honda. Is that a Honda CRV? White Honda CRV? And you don't have a license? And look what you've gone not down, this poor woman. My God, poor Ting. Good morning, caller. Turn your radio down for me, please. Yeah, good morning, sir. How are you doing? Not bad. How are you? 
No, no, she never left the scene. I witnessed the accident. She didn't left the scene. Man. Oh, she didn't so leave the po- scene. Oh, no, good. no, I witnessed that. I gave the police information, everything. Me, when next lady witnessed it. Okay. I bring my daughter to school. No, no, she stopped. But really bad driving, though. She never. I can't explain to you on the radio, but she never left the scene. Okay, the lady, that's lady, good to know. The lady leg is broken. The bone coming out. Oh my God. And I still assist her, but um. Oh. Too wrong still because the lady was standing right on a, on a bus or something. Oh, geez, I'm peace. My God. She never left the scene, though. I stayed there about a half an hour with the lady. Okay. They helped her out, tie her leg up and everything. Oh, my the God. So that's a false information there. Well, I appreciate you clarifying that because we we were oh. we going to help find her this morning if she did leave. No, no, no. She did stop. <laughs> oh, I this I can poor be, woman. I, I can be honest with you. She never saw her. If I never jump up my car, she would have finished running over. Oh, geez, I'm pe- What? I can tell you that myself. I witnessed the accident. Wow, was she drinking? You think this early in the morning? No, 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 no. She wasn't drinking. No. Just not she paying attention. No paying no attention. I had to jump on my car because she knows other lady. If mm. I would jump on my car, she would have finished running over. Mm. Definitely, mm. straight up, point blank. Yeah. My God. So she now she now left the scene though. My God, the poor woman now has a broken broken leg. A broken leg, oh. yes, ma'am. I, I can't tell you it's too on, but yeah. So sad. A lot Thank of you. Blood. You're welcome, Arm. Oh, thank you so much, sir, for clarifying that for us. Well, we're going to pray for this poor lady this morning. My God. Mm-mm-mm. What a hot mess. <sighs> what a ting. Mm. Wow. Y'all really need to slow down. Like, seriously. Slow down and pay attention. You can't drive and not be paying attention. I mean, I know we're all guilty of it sometimes, but this morning, traffic, the rain, this is an ideal. Um, you know, sort of weather for things to happen. Oh, you know, I was driving a car recently. I'm going to tell you all this little story. How even car manufacturers are trying to help us uh, with the newer cars, learn how to drive. You know, they're using technology. So, you know, a lot of these new cars, if you veer out of the lane, it beeps and tells you. Some of them actually will pull the wheel back and try to correct the driving for you. It's a little bit weird when you feel it doing that because you're like, oh, I thought it was driving straight. Meanwhile, the car realizes that you weren't actually driving straight at all. And you can actually see the lines. All these cars have the cameras now. They have 360 cameras built into a lot of vehicles. And you can actually, um, you know, see the lines on the car to show you how far you are on this side versus that side or whatever. And uh, folks, you've just got to take your time. So I was driving a, a car recently. I'm not going to lie. It was a Mercedes. And boy, it was nice. And so here I am driving it. And then one day I saw this message on it that said um, something about some feature, some safety feature has been turned off, whatever. And I'm like, well, I don't even know what that means. So I call Sean over at the Mercedes dealership. And I said, hey, I got this message. What does this mean? He said, actually, it means that you are not paying attention when you're driving. And so the car notices how long you were actually looking at the road for. I was like, what? These cars are way too smart. And it it picks up on different cues relating to your degree of attentiveness to the road. And if it sees that you're like, because this is what people do when they're drowsy, they start to put their head down, they're not looking attentively at the road or whatever, that's the warning. It actually locks like certain features. And it's warning you that you got to pay attention to the road. And I said, wow, this is really good um, for people who, you know, might might fall asleep at the wheel or something like that. Me, I wasn't falling asleep, but I was looking at uh, all sorts of things except the road. And the car was like, lady, please learn how to drive and pay attention. 
So I just thought it was so interesting um, that we have this technology that's becoming available to us, but you still got to know the road basics and you still have to be attentive. Jim says traffic is backed all the way along Bodentown waterfront, sitting still. Of course, now with two accidents this morning, um, you know, Savannah, Lower Valley rather, and the one down by Watler's Estates, shall you can expect some delays. Everybody's like, wow, yeah, the details of that accident did not sound good. Damien is asking, where's the driver from? Does it matter, Damien? <laughs> I mean, does it really matter? Mm, mm, mm. All right. Miss Oline, good morning to you. Siobhan says, yes, uh, you can definitely see the bone coming out of the leg. Ooh, I didn't even look that closely, but oh my God. Have you ever had a fracture where that happened? I had one where it happened to me on my wrist when I was walking my aunt's dog back in the day. Got caught up in Prince's um, and his leash and tripped and hit the sidewalk and broke my wrist and there was the bone. I was like, oh my God. I think the visual of it, I mean, trust me, it's painful no matter. That, that break is, oh, Jesus. I can't remember how long I had the cast on for, but that's a bad break. Lady, we're going to pray for you. Oh, my God. Miss Darlene Manzanera says, yeah, poor lady, more than a helper, more likely a helper in her way to work. My goodness, horrible. Mm-mm. Andrea says, honey, child, these cheaper cars are not smart. <laughs> Lord have mercy. All right, folks, let's move on. What's today? Hump Day Wednesday. Big shout out to our friends um, over at Burger King. They uh, sponsor several shows a week. So we're going to give them some props here this morning. They've got something called an angry whopper. I don't know if I can take it. I can't take too much anger around me these days, honey, Jill. Woo. I think I'm making these MPs angry enough. I don't need a whopper to add to it. But, you know, if you like a little spice in your life, I'm told that this is the one with all kind of jalapeno um, they've got like the jalapenos, the jalapeno cheese, all kind of stuff. Spicy, spicy, spicy. Oh, my tummy's like, no, spices make me kind of want to go to the bathroom. Hold it down. All right. Um, Siobhan hasn't had a broken bone quite like that. Um, she's had hairline fractures. I guess they're all pretty painful. So we're going to wish that lady a speedy recovery. Um, everybody tell her to please call recover because poor Tane now, she's not going to know what to do. And those people are going to try to hoodwink her into accepting any and every little thing for her injuries. Make sure you get full compensation. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Sandy. I serve for that poor lady. Yeah, it's not horrible. But, uh, that, that person is my cousin. You know, that guy in the green shirt. He's my cousin. In, the in one on the scene? scene? Oh, okay. The one that say he's seen it and you can believe him because he can give good information and he do, uh -huh. he do lie. His name is Murphy. He do like. All right. Thank that, you very much. That Sandra, uh -huh. plenty uh -huh. of people out there driving with no license uh -huh. and, and no insurance and stuff. But when you tell police anything, they uh -huh. do listen to you. Huh? I know somebody that got be about five or six cars and they be strong and speeding down and hunting. And I'm sure that half of them cars not licensed and insured. Uh -huh. You get the number, you get the make of the car, and you get them, and they're not doing nothing. Uh -huh. Because there's no way that they can afford to have that many vehicles. And every day, they, they change up. One day in one color, one day in the next color. But mm. them, them police are doing their job. Uh -uh. Mm. They, they, 
and I don't go to telling them nothing because they don't care. Like I tell one out in the gas station there yesterday, they're only for the money. Mm-hmm. They're not mm-hmm. for the interest of the country, nor the people. And that is fact. It might sound bad to say it, but it is the truth. Because mm-hmm. I've proven so much things that they should be checking in. You, you, and then that plenty of people who want give them information, but they give them information and they still do do nothing. So yeah. I, do, I, I don't know where we go in or, or what we're going to become sooner or later. That That's like Mr. Um, that's like the guy there, Mr. Bess. Remember, we called him not this last Friday, but the Friday before to help the lady with um with her uh what's it called um the rental money the the thirteen hundred dollars that that guy took from her and on the on the radio he claimed that he was going to call her everybody heard that thousands of people heard the man say yeah he had called her all now i had to email the commissioner and say listen and i'm speaking from experience so we had two incidents with police that things happen and, and then I will solve the problem then I will get it solved but then like I tell the guy if you go out and take your own your own revenge or your own then, then you're going to get in trouble to come, to come and arrest you this yeah. is the thing and to me that that pisses me off you don't know how bad because if they to protect you and you go to them why can't and, and you're in the right why can't they give you your satisfaction mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, that, that's the part that I don't understand I tell you we in a bad situation in, in another world, it's the people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know. Uh, sometimes I, I, like I tell them, if I drop dead right now, I do care. Because I think dead, you're better. It makes sound bad to say. But they, like I say, only two things, one thing you got to be um, um, hopeful out that you're not going to hell. You're ready, you're so ready with God. Mm-hmm. You're going to have the world, the world and the people now, uh, it's it, it, not nothing really to live for no more. Mm-hmm. Thank you, my anyway, dear. Well, you gotta live. You gotta. Life. You gotta live for this show. <laughs> well, well, that's true. I listen that morning, but then I tell you, sometimes <laughs> I get so so discouraged and so fed up and so stressed out that I just feel mm-hmm. like if it would shut your eye and dead, you're like that. What eases that? Oh, I, I Lord, would be, no, I would no, be no, dead. no, 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 no. That's how I feel. All right, and stay I with us, honey, John. Matt Brown, I'm sure because I'm going to win. I got be, I got be off. I don't tell the fifteenth, so right. I won't get to see that. But maybe they'll put it on again. Yes, stay with us, honey. Right. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. All right. Well, I got a lot to live. I got a lot to live for until I'm a hundred and at least two. So I don't know about the rest of you, but I ain't going nowhere anytime soon. So let's keep it kicking. Everybody paying attention in class, right? Classroom full. Yes, Miss Sandy. Yes, Auntie Sandy. We're all here. All five hundred of us now. Mm, honey, chill. All right. Um, Gareth is in the house. Jackie is here. Um, Miss Jackie says, I always see posts that blame the type of car, which is not the problem. Uh, that has to be most common car here. That's the Honda Fit, in case you didn't know. Uh, they don't program the cars. Stupid. Read that again. It's the unfits. Touche, touche, Jackie. I hear you there. Little playing words. Aliano says, no caller. Uh, that's what they want to do is to eliminate you and make you fed up uh, to fight. This is your country. Uh, live, live. And then he says, F them. Well, it's not after hours yet, so we can't really get too, too salty. But if you watched after hours yesterday, you'll certainly know my position on it. All right. Here's the thing, folks. Let's go back to talking about these childish politicians that we've elected to public office. Um, 
So yesterday, I was being reminded of a number of things. And um, not all, not even reminded, but some new information was coming to me about just how dirty, dirty, down low, dirty, 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 dirty um, Chris Saunders is. I'm so shocked that this man has had the career that he's had because somebody reminded me. They said, but Sandy, how are you not getting the, how are you not telling the people the full, full story on this? What do you? I said, oh, geez, I'm peace. What, what am I missing? They said, excuse me. Remember, say now his bad behavior with women, not nothing new. It's not nothing to do with him being a politician. This just after him, be, he just a, a, a worse than a dog because we don't want to insult the two-legged dogs. He's a four-legged kind. And they say, but this man don't have no respect for women. Oh, his poor mother. I wonder if she knows that her son goes on with all this scandalousness. What do him? I started to put, try and put two, two and two together. I said, maybe this man is actually a sex addict, you know? Because I know that that is what is plaguing some of you all. You actually have an addiction to sex. And that's serious. That's, you, need, you need professional help for that. And so the person said, this has been going on since, allegedly, since he was at Digicel, at HSBC, everything. I even got one phone call and they say, you know, when he was at HSBC, certain people didn't qualify for a loan. But he sure made sure that they got one after they had relations with him, allegedly. I was like, what say what and they're like yes and then i you know what is so crazy when they saw it i thought about a particular young lady whose house then went into foreclosure not long after she had the loan she ended up owing hsbc the same amount that she borrowed even after they sold the house this was a house down in prospect honey child and i remember reading an offshore alert thinking this is crazy. She still, after they sold the house, owes them $500,000. And that's where she borrowed from them because she wasn't paying that at all. And the interest was accruing and they couldn't get the full value for the house because she had made the house run down. I was just like, oh my God, say what? And so when they said that, boom, that came into my head. And not even a second later, and they said, and by the way, so-and-so is one of the people who benefited from that kind of arrangement. <gasps> Folks, I was driving, and I got to tell you the truth, my mouth dropped open. I was like, oh, my God, that's, I was just thinking of her because I'm familiar with her foreclosure situation. It's a big thing, an offshore alert. I've even shared it with you guys because I've never quite seen a situation where you owed pretty much what you took from the bank to begin with. Like most people, they sell it. You know, yeah, you might owe them a little bit still. But in this case, she still owed them like $500,000. So it's alleged that people like her who couldn't get a mortgage on her own otherwise had to do certain favors for Mr. Chris Saunders between the sheets. And that is why she was able to get the mortgage secured. I could not believe my ears yesterday. And then somebody said, yeah. And when you mentioned the whole thing with Wallen Whitaker and the LFTs and blah, blah, blah. Well, that rings a bell because I remember Wallen used to work with him at, at HSBC. And I said, oh, snaps. He taking care of people. And yes, yeah, Sandy, you didn't hear that he wanted his sister to get this contract. I said, oh, my God, I can't even. Mm, Y'all know a lot. Why is this man still an elected uh, officer? Why is he still in elected office? 
Oh, no, honey child. We got to do better. We are electing crooks. Straight up. Anyway, he was well ready yesterday. Look, you know. I don't know how long he had this tie ready, this red tie. But he seems like he's had it ready for a minute. He must have had it laid down now in his little back, you know, in, in your, your drawers. You have that back section all the way in the back. That's the stuff that you hardly ever uses. And look at him. He pulled out the red tie yesterday, boy, sitting with the PPM. He should take that wedding ring off, though. Honestly, it's an insult now to that ring, I think. But there he is, red tie, all smiles with them other bunch of donkeys. Um, John John didn't bother to show up for most of it. Somebody asked me if he's allergic to Parliament, too, because he said he's allergic to the government building. I said, yeah, probably. Only God knows. So um, the other thing the opposition did, Kevin, is that video ready for me yet? Poor Kevin. He's been working, trying to get me some video clips. But honey, child, let me tell you something. If the opposition has not proven on more than one occasion how childish they are, Yesterday, they solidified it. These people have done this before, though, you know. They've, re they've refused to show it up. They've, they've walked out of parliament. They, they just, they're ridiculous. They are so childish. Alden, I think you've been using too much grease on your head now getting to your brain. Because the degree of childishness, I do not expect a man in his, how old Alden is? Is, is, is he in his 50s yet? I think so. He got to be at least in his 50s. I would expect a man like you and, and Mr. McTaggart, who's even older, to really set a better example. It's no wonder children are acting like hooligans because we've elected quite a few hooligans to run the country. And look at y'all showing your true colors. Somebody said they just had the same thought about the ring. They said, this dude, he really went from bad to really bad. LMAO, I thought the same thing about the ring. Listen, just accept that you got a problem, yo, and get some help. I mean, good Lord, I can't even. Aliana talking about sex addiction. You laughing? He said he's going to plead the fifth. I'm telling you, that's a thing. And I, I reckon a few people around here might have a problem with it and they, they, they need to get diagnosed. Mm -hmm. Marshall says she was twerking for that loan. Lord Jesus. Oh, JD. Thank you. JD said, please use the kaboom button. Thank you, JD. All right. So, um, listen. So, you know, I was telling you guys yesterday, and I'm still doing some digging. And by the way, I hope the listener who asked the dart question is paying attention because I did do a little bit of digging and I got a response for that as well. But, um, oh, did I save his question? Oh, hold on one second. Yeah, because some of y'all might not have heard it. So hold on. I do have the, the dart question. Dart question. Hold on. So listen to me now, folks. Um, yesterday, we were, we mentioned this guy, Donovan. Uh, not Donovan, what his name is? Um, Dominique. Dominique Williams. Somebody says his name is Chris Dominique Williams. I guess he goes by Dominique Williams. His name keeps coming up in all sorts of circles and it's not a good thing. Somebody said, oh, he was helping Kathy fund her campaign. He helped Jay fund. Listen, I don't know who Dominique Williams is, but what I'm going to tell y'all is this man's name is being called up too much as of late, I'm hearing him tied into a lot of things. And I think what might have happened is, I don't know if these board appointments that he got are recent board appointments, but this has really highlighted how these MPs are putting political supporters on these boards who even have a very 
questionable background and some even have convictions and people are saying, how can this be? And there are people who are abusing immigration um, laws who are actually sitting on the boards. One woman called me last night. She's like, Sandy, hold them all accountable. Put their foot to the fire. And I said, yes, ma'am. She said, why is Don McLean Sawney still on the board? Well, that would have been John John's ministry, right? Border control. Well, we know he wasn't working, so he's not doing nothing. But now that um, uh, the Honorable Isaac Rankin has accepted the post, which happened yesterday afternoon, in case you missed it, he's now minister. I expect him to have a high standard of full compliance for everyone. Her company has breached immigration laws and have been fined administratively. Why is she still on the board? Pat government, this is simple, you know. There's nothing complicated about holding people accountable for their behavior. And we make no exceptions. I don't care who she is. I don't care that she's Dr. T's niece. I don't care that she's worked in HR all the years that she has. That's not none of my business. It's simple. You broke the law. You're a director for the company. You're the majority shareholder. In fact, you're the only director for the company. You are ultimately responsible for what the company does, right? You're the one who has actually been submitting the company's paperwork for immigration and so on. Whether you slipped up on purpose or not, it doesn't matter. They have found several immigration-related violations. You need to get off of the board. Now, my understanding is that the board chair, which is Mr. Um, Attorney at Law, uh, what his name is again? Um, this is the Staffing Business Plan, what is Business Plan Board or whatever the heck they call themselves. Um, Oh, what his name is again? That one lawyer, I'm picturing him. Mm. Richard Barton, there we go. He's the chairman and she's the deputy chair of all things. Your deputy chair. I hear that he has said, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, that um, he likes her so much that she's not going nowhere. Richard Barton, you've got to be joking. Mm -mm. Could not be, Mr. Barton, that you actually have the audacity to say something like that. You wouldn't be the same person who did this whole thing about what's happening with Caymanians in the workplace and how they're being marginalized and blah, blah, blah. And we need to hold these companies accountable. Are you not the same man who wrote a whole editorial about Kenneth Bryan's sign and how he must be compliant with, with the very signs on the roads? Okay, that's good. I like people who wanna hold other people accountable. But now it's your turn to be held accountable, Richie. And so you can't be making people over here. You say, oh, well, she's not going nowhere. I'm keeping her. It isn't really your choice. The MP who appointed her there sounds like they might have to remove your behind too. But she definitely has to go because she's actually breached the law. Hmm? How, how is this going to really happen in, in this country? Are we going to only hold some people accountable and the ones that we like, whether or not they're, they're cute, they're likable, they're twerking on us, they're having sex with us, they're doing this. And, oh, they get a pass? Oh, that my granny friend? So he can do whatever he wants? No, 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 no. I can't go that way. Accountability is for everybody. Starts at the top. Let's work our way down.
starts in the middle, work her way out. Start at the bottom, work her way up. Everyone has to play by the same rules. So Richard Barton, I was most perturbed when I heard you say, sir, are you trying to call the radio this morning? I'm live, I'm live, sir. What's going on? Okay, talk quickly. Yes, I have his wallet. All right, I'll call you after the show. Okay, dear. All right. I've been trying to find that man since Sunday to give him his wallet back. He took a long time to come forward. Anyway, folks, um, that was a that was a police. No, 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 don't put me on air. <laughs> so listen to me, folks. At the end of the day, you know, we have to have one standard of accountability. People have said to me, even from the perspective of um, CIAA, where she's employed as senior HR manager, they were quite perturbed to see her and her team posting up on LinkedIn yesterday about, oh, we are HR at CIAA and we stand for HR. They're like, Sandy, people have gotten fired for far less than this at the airport. This woman has broken the law. Her staff have no respect for her. All of us are sitting there going, how did she breach these laws and how is she still here? So what I'm going to say is let's let them do their, their, there's a process, right? And they told me someone just got back from vacation. The person who was complaining said, oh yeah, this one just came back. Well, maybe they haven't had an opportunity yet to deal with it. Let's allow them to investigate, fact find and do what they got to do. Ms. Della says she needs to go in the worst kind of way. Now, um, I think it's kind of ironic that she posted up, which I thought was kind of funny, uh, on her social media. And this is what people love to do. People love to pretend and post up foolishness. She posted up about how her and her husband were taking a vacation to Jamaica. Well, that's good. Because that means to me that you have money and you should have no issues whatsoever paying your immigration fees. Why do you have people working for you who do not have a work permit to work for you? If you can afford to take a vacation anywhere, even Cayman Brock or Little Cayman, that means that you have some disposable income and you could use that money to properly pay for work permits and to pay people a proper salary and stop making people work for less than minimum wage. These poor people are complaining that they're making $150 a week. You do the math, $150 a week. Lord Jesus. Mm -mm. What a mess. But you can take a vacation. Mm -hmm. All eyes on you, child. All eyes on you. So now all eyes are going to be on the new minister responsible for our border control and these boards, Richie Barton, all eyes on you, and CIAA, all eyes on you as well. Who, who's gonna do the job? Who's gonna do their job? Tammy said somebody needs to get in the naughty corner. What are you doing over there, Tammy? I don't even know. All right. So um the proceedings yesterday were um ridiculous, if you ask me. They uh, called 
and remember at the end of the show where we were still going live, um, we said, listen, I want you guys to hang in there and watch the live. Now, we did stay over 200 strong. I think at the time that we started, we were probably close to 600. And I said, each and every one of you need to stay tuned into the proceedings so that you can understand what is happening in this country. Well, I mean, um, hmm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hold on now. I'm coming to that one. You hold your horses, honey chair. Well, um, at the end of the day, folks, they showed up and what they did, I'm trying to message Kevin, see if he has the clip ready for me. What they actually did is they abstained from everything. So somebody said to me, they kept saying division, division, division. Um, Let me see if the video is ready. And people are like, I don't understand, Sandy. What does this division thing mean? But what it meant was that they were not going to, although they were asking some questions, they were not going to vote in favor of any of the appropriations that were coming out of finance committee. And it was really quite unfortunate because, listen, these appropriations are very straightforward, right? Uh, we're giving more money for indigent um, you know, people. We have education scholarships were in there. At one point, they asked some question about the indigent, um, what they were projecting in the budget versus, you know, uh, increase. And, you know, the premier was like, this is, uh, boy, he, he can be cool sometimes. You know, I know it wouldn't be me. Um, yeah, just send the collaboration of what you have, because I think people will get an idea, Kevin. Um, so what they, what they then, um, what they then did, folks, is every single thing when it came time to vote, they were abstaining. Abstain, abstain, abstain. There was one portion. Let me ask Kevin. There was one time when um, Alden accidentally voted yes, and then he changed it and went back and said, um, oh, no, 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 abstain. These children that we call MPs on the opposition side in particular are simply playing games. Why show up if that's what you were going to do? So they, the record will now reflect that every single thing that was on that list from yesterday, this um, finance committee to be approved, they abstain for it. As far as I'm concerned, when you abstain, you're saying that you just simply don't report, you don't support it, but yet you are refusing. Right? You are refusing to actually support the government. We don't pay you. whatever it is that they're making. We're not paying you that kind of salary to do nothing. It is an insult to the people of this country and each and every one of you should be insulted that your MPs show up and they're more concerned about theatrics, wearing red ties, okay, and all this other foolishness than getting on about the business of the people. It's ridiculous. 
What? Really? You show up and you do your job. And you do it to the best of your ability. These games, leave the games to children. Hmm? What does that, that commercial say? Um, that tricks, tricks are for, um, what's, what's it called again? Uh, where the little guy trying to always steal the, the cereal, the little cartoon guy. Leave those tricks to the side. This does not demonstrate professionals. This doesn't demonstrate people that we are supposed to be respectful of. I don't know how y'all think that you garnish any degree of respect whatsoever. I know they don't be getting none from me. I'm sitting there thinking you guys are so childish. But you know what? I was pleased that enough of you watched it. Because even when it ended, there were still over 200 of you on there. And that's the most I've ever seen, to be honest, for an L.A. proceeding. Right? Normally, like somebody said to me, I say, Zan, if you get 25, you're lucky on a good day. And I think the CIG channel had like maybe 70, 75 people watching over there. So this is good. You guys are paying attention. And you were asking questions saying, hey, what does that mean? What does dissent mean? You need to watch the L.A. proceedings more. You will learn more about what is happening in your own country. So um, Marshall says Richard is speaking out of both sides of his mouth. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Denver says, call them out, Sandy. Name them. Mr. Barton, out. You should go along with that woman also. Mm, let me get the apple cider ready. Hmm. Um, yes, honey chair. Um, Cameron says, Sandy, you didn't match. Call him out, honey chair. Uh, Denver says, Mr. Isaac Rankin, that's, that's your first job. Remove those two from the board. I mean, if you're going to be on the board, folks, the very least you can do is be compliant with the matters that your own board deals with. How can you be on an immigration board and the laws that you're going to decide to breach your immigration? I mean, this just takes the cake. Marshall says all corrupt board members need to go, period. Hmm. Well, there's one situation that, um, you know, listen to me. When I tell you that there are people who are corrupt even on these boards, it is no joke. And one of the things that it is becoming more and more apparent to me is that we need to help the anti-corruption unit weed out these people on these boards. If you know something, you need to come forward. You need to provide the information and provide the documentary evidence, names, everything you got to the relevant authorities to investigate and start charging some of these people. You think anybody in their right sense is going to sit on these boards and break the laws if they know there will be consequences, if they know that the anti-corruption unit is going to deal with them. There's one right now that I'm not saying no more. I'm not telling you what it is because I want the ACC to grab a hold of this person, charge them for what they have done and send their behind to jail. And that is the day that I will divulge to you all exactly who it is who appointed them on the board? And you're going to see that a lot of what I've been saying is making a lot of sense. But that's where it needs to go. 
I'm not here just to talk and give you sus and not hold people accountable in a real way. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm saying some of y'all need to go to jail. We need to send a very clear message about your obligation, your responsibility. If you want to sit on a board, it is no joke. It's not about going there to get free food and a little stipend once a week, once a month, or however often you meet. You have a legal obligation. Mm -hmm. And you also have a legal obligation not to break the laws in this country. And when you do, and I find out about it as a board member, I'm not always going to expose you in the first instance. I'm going to hand it over to the authorities because I want them to investigate and charge you and put you behind in jail. And then we'll do the big expose. Who to cap fit? Wear it with pride, honey child. Wear it with pride. Miss Darlene McKenzie says, that's right, Sandy. That friend, family, friend, friend, family, and certain ones getting first, uh, first preference been going on for decades now. It must stop. It is stink and disgusting. Hmm. Marshall says she needs to take a vacation to Fairbanks. Well, Immigration gives you a little chance now for certain types of breaches, folks. They are going to warn you and they're going to make you pay an administrative fine. But make them keep it up. What does Charlene say? I hope that Jamaica trip wasn't for Obia witchcraft to keep her job. Just saying, because a lot of that BS is happening too. My eyes have been open. What a mess we're in. Oh, they can try all the Obian stuff that they want. You have to believe that the power of, of good and, and right will overcome any foolishness. Hmm. I don't know why it's so hard to do the right thing. You know? No, sir. Um, Denver says, obviously the back bench is not in support of very important business they should be voting on for islands. It's not even that they're not in support of it because if they weren't in support of it, they should have just voted no. So that's not what they did. They weren't voting no and saying that they weren't in support of it. They were just refusing to vote. Abstaining. Childish. Thank you, Aliano. Yes, yeah, silly rabbit tricks are for kids. That's what I'm going to start telling Al then. Silly rabbit tricks are for kids. Grow up. Get it together. And to think that you have a whole group of adults who are going to follow you down this destructive path. Gabby says agreed. They need to put their ego aside and get on with the running the country. Bunch of petty betties. Yep. Petty and salty that they did not win an election. They still can't take it back. Every time they fail at taking it back, boy, poor Alden, he's going to become an alcoholic. He's not drinking apple cider. He drinks something else. We can we get him this time. We can get Ween this time. And poor Ween, he holding on, boy. <laughs> holding on by thread there, Ween. So yesterday, Mr. Isaac stepped up to the plate. He resigned as deputy speaker. The new deputy speaker here in the Cayman Islands is Ms. Heather Bodden. He had to do that in order to take on the ministerial position. So um, thank you, Isaac, for doing the right thing. We got our eyes on you. We expect you to continue on the path, the straight and narrow path. Do not let these other ones get in your head. 
because they're playing a lot of mind games. And I got a watchful eye on them. And I think it's very, very disturbing that they have time for all that foolishness. Rough Seas says this is the political games every election season. One party will do anything to sabotage the other party that's in power. It's all about the power, not the people. Well, where I have the issue, Rough Seas, is I get that that's part of the political landscape during election time. But what I don't understand is why they've not been able to get over it. It's been two years now. But they continue to act childish. They continue to do everything, all these backdoor deals, to try to take this government back. And I'm telling you, if you don't understand that something else is afoot here, I don't know what else can make it real for you. Why? Ask yourselves, why are they so desperate? It really is not that they did a stellar job when they were there. They had 12 years, right? More if you count all their coalitions and whatever they were putting together. How greedy can you be? How much is enough, progressives? Come on now. My goodness. Rena says they wouldn't even vote for the finances for children to get better educated, but their supporters won't pay that any mind on election day and will vote them back in when they simply don't care about us. Y'all need to remember, and you need to ha start having discussions, folks, within your families and your communities and your groups to say, is this what we really want representing us? People who refuse to even participate in the process? It's not often that they're in the legislative assembly. So when they're there, the least that you can do is pay attention. And, and you know what I'm saying? Focus and be about the people's business, not about games. We don't care about your ego. That's not what, we're not here to stroke you, Alden. Find somebody else to do that. The people are here to get things done. You have really turned that, that party into something that as a founding member, I never envisioned, right? When we started the progressives, we were like, we want to be different. We don't want to be like the UDP because that was the, oh gosh, we don't want to be like them corrupt and this and that. There was a good vision. Shout out to Mr. Billy Adams, who was um, the first member. He has card number one. He's still a member. But y'all need to hold people like Alden McLaughlin accountable. All of you who are still members on the books. When was the last time they even followed their party constitution and had a party conference like they're supposed to do? They're not doing anything right. And you guys are not holding them accountable. We pay them too much money for these types of games. Good morning, caller. Good morning, Sunday. Hello, Good honey. Uh, you know, it's really sad that... We have such uh, immature adults in the, that to represent us. I'm all I'm embarrassed. It, it's very embarrassing. You know, it, 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 it it's all about what I can get, mm -hmm. not what they um, feel is right for the country. 
Mm-hmm. It, it is sad. Mm-hmm. You know why? Why are why are our representatives not working together? Mm-hmm. Sure, we need we need an opposition. Yes, we need that because the country could never have one just one political party. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the thing about it is this: that you are you are there. For the people, the people put you in there, not for a selective uh, few that mm-hmm. that can put money in your pockets. You know, it, it is really sad. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, another thing is that a lot of people, <laughs> McKeever, not McKeever, you never get rid of him. He's like a cancel. Mm-hmm. Why I say that, you see, <laughs> you see those that there's two that jump ship, um, Sanders and the other one there. Um, mm-hmm. there, McKeever boys, he's planning. Let me tell you something the truth to be known mm-hmm. that McKeever setting up another political party in the new election. I don't know if anybody thought this, about this. It. Is this the same man who says that he's retiring, he's not running again? Oh, yeah, he's gonna retire. Remember now, yeah, him, him and Julie have gone on record. Publicly saying that they're not running again, and we can hold them to that. And and you know, Julie is 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 McKeever's, um person, and 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 Jay is another. You watch when when they're getting closer to this election, the uh, upcoming election, they're going to jump ship again. You think that they're going to show any loyalty? You think that they're going to show any loyalty to the progressives? And if progressive thinks that they have any loyalty to them, you got well, they, another. They're not even coming. they're not even loyal to the people that that they're supposed to be working for, which is us, the voters. So I know you they know, can't it, they can't expect really loyalty why, amongst themselves. Why, why is it that they cannot work together? Like I said, we need an opposition because mm-hmm. no country can work with one party system. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is. You are there, they are there to represent the people and work and what is beneficial to this country. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Sandy, you Thank keep you, the Mr. pressure Dexter. on. Thank you, sir. And and you have my support in, in, in most of what you do, you know. I appreciate it. All right, you take care. Thank you so much. So Salvin says, remember that they're politicians and their political strategies utilize in the parliament. Um, what's the political strategy that you're not going to work for the people and we're going to sit down and still accept that kind of nonsense? That's the problem. I don't care to hear about their political games. This isn't political strategy. This is stupidity as far as I'm concerned. And I'm going to agree with the position that Miss, uh, let me find it now. Miss, um... Marjorie has said here, she said, it is not that they did not vote for the government expenses. They did not vote for the elderly and their youth's education. Good morning, caller. Sandy. Yes, sir. Good morning. Morning, dear. This has nothing to do with what you're speaking about right at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Just go to Scotiabank, just FYI for anybody. Um, The one at uh, the Hurley's Roundabout area. Okay. Um, no cash in their machines. Mm. So if anybody stop and buy there, don't waste your time. There's no sign, nobody to tell you anything. Oh Lord Nothing. Jesus. Good old slackness at its best. 
Mm, mm, mm. FYI. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, anybody from Scotiabank paying attention this morning, can you please top up your um, top up your cash machine at Grand Harbor location? I mean, what's the point of having an ATM machine without cash? I'm just saying. What's the point, really? Don't make no sense. Ay, ay, ay. Okay. So we got a couple of video clips here. I mean, they did say they were going cashless, didn't they? So I guess that's one way to do it. Marjorie says they're too childish and immature and they're playing with their country and her people. Enough is enough. Wake up, K-Man. Uh, Miss Jackie says, Sandy, I hope you keep this going and plan a discussion every week. Bring it all forward. Let's get it started. Yes, honey child. And listen, as we get closer to the election, more and more, we're going to be demonstrated by certain people. And I'm going to remind y'all because y'all have very short memories now. I will be reminding you through pulling out our archives why you should not be voting for certain individuals. Ken Barantes says, hi, Sandy. Pura Vida, 100%. Costa Rica, good morning. Diane says they've been listening to the Republicans in the USA too much. Well, I don't know who they're listening to, but it not, it's not impressive. All right, so have a look at this. I'm going to show you two video clips here. The first one is Alden accidentally saying yes. Oh, isn't, isn't the Lord wonderful? Sometimes even when you're just trying to be naughty and mean and disruptive, he still forces you to tell the truth, even in a moment of slipping up. Here, yeah. We will move on to the next um, item on the schedule for the 23 financial year. That is HAF 6 Regiment Services for an amount of $135,186. Mm-hmm. Are there any questions on this item? If there are no questions, I will put this item to the vote. All those in favor of supplementary expenditure with respect to HAF 6 Regiment Services for an amount of $135,186, please say aye. 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 And those against no, the ayes have it. Division, Mr. Chair. Honorable Juliana O'Connor Connolly. Aye. Honorable Kenneth Bryan. Aye. Honorable Sabrina Turner. Aye. Honorable Johanna Ebanks. Aye. Honorable Andre Ebanks. Aye. Honorable Bernard Bush. Aye. Honorable Catherine Ebanks Wilkes. Aye. Miss Heather Budden. Aye. Honorable Isaac Rankin. Aye. Honorable McKeever Bush. Aye. Mm-hmm. Honorable Roy McTaggart. Abstain. Mr. Joseph Hugh. Absent. Mm-hmm. Absent. Make a note of who's absent too. Mr. Moses Carcano. Absent. Miss mm-hmm. Barbara Connolly. Abstain. Honorable Sir Alden McLaughlin. Aye. Us. So. Mm. You hear him? I, y'all heard it? Ah, <laughs> oh, you get catch, Alden. 
Even your lips, lying lips, have to tell the truth every once in a while. Look at that. You're forced to tell the truth, and then you had to quick. <laughs> Let's hear it again. Us. Sorry, ma'am. Alden McLaughlin. Aye. Us. Sorry, ma'am. Abstain. What? Mr. David White. Abstain. Even even David had to laugh in that moment. Look, look at Chris in the background. They're laughing, a little devilish thing. Laughing at Alden that he can't even get it right for him. Because you know in your heart of hearts, Alden, you should be supporting the regiment. You should be supporting the incident. You should be supporting your children. Do you all sleep at night? Are you able to sleep at night with this kind of behavior? Miss uh, Romeo, uh, sorry, Romeo, uh, welcome, says, I'm so disgusted. Expose them all, Sandy. Thank you, Mr. Romeo. You know, I was seeing your mama name for a second there. <laughs> um, Denver says, as you continue to air out these people in political games, this is politically going on in our country. By the time election comes, I believe many people will be so much more educated that they will either be much less people voting or many will be voting voted out and we'll get the right people in. Well, let me tell you, I did see um, Miss, uh, who was that just making a comment there, that she's not going to vote again. Not voting again is not the solution, folks. That's when you allow them to win because they can win with little to no votes. What we need to do is encourage good candidates to stand up. And be counted and serve this country. And those are the ones that you want to put into office. And if you're interested in working for the people, you need to start discussing it and putting your plan together from now, folks. Don't wait till a month before election to try to jump into the arena. Diane says, gotta love you, lady. You are saying the things that I would love to say. Well, we all need to find that inner voice, child, and start speaking the truth. So here we have Alden. Mr. Christopher Saunders. Abstain. Even Chris laughing. Mr. Dwayne Seymour. He didn't show Abstained. up. Dwayne Seymour don't look like he showed up, none at all yesterday. And this is a man who had the audacity just two days before on Friday to question the leadership capability of um, the Honorable Wayne Panton. At least Wayne Panton shows up to work. You can't do nothing. You can't accomplish anything if you don't even bother to show up. So Joke Joke, a.k.a. Dwayne John John Seymour, has already demonstrated his inability. He says he's allergic to the government building, and it now looks like he's also allergic to the parliamentary building as well. This is not impressive. Baden Towners, if you keep putting this man in, Remember all the promises that he made? Somebody was reminding me of something. He promised he was going to do this, and he not done nothing. He not done nothing. The only person whose performance is lackluster is him. Mr. Do Nothing and Mr. Accomplish Nothing. Ms. Brenda says, everything will be forgotten by next election, not if I can help it. Let's move on to the next video clip, folks. Any other questions? A compilation of them saying if not we'll over put over and this, over and over uh, again i'm going to fast forward this kevin this might be too long mr joseph Hugh, abstain all of them mr moses carcano absent miss mm. barbara connelly abstain honorable sir alden mclaughlin abstain mm. mr david white 
Abstain. Mm-hmm. Mr. Christopher Saunders. Abstain. Mr. Dwayne Seymour. Abstain. So they abstained on everything. They would not support a single thing in finance committee. Hmm? Y'all need to remember this now. Election time, as Ms. Brendan said, they're going to hope that you have forgotten a lot. Sabrina Turner. I I just wanted, I Kevin, I just wanted the segments with them abstaining because it was abstain, 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 everything. One time Alden slipped up and that was it. Now, I want to remind you all of something else. Few people pointed this out yesterday and I thought it was worth um, reminding you because again, I get it. People forget things. Uh, these politicians come and sweet talk you. Somebody say he got hunted mouth. I don't know nothing about that. Hunted lips, whatever. Um, do not be fooled. A person's record speaks volumes in terms of what they have done in the past and what they will continue to do in the future and what they are doing in the present. Mm-hmm. So here's what this person and several people reminded me of this, in fact. So it is most certainly worth mentioning. This is how this particular person worded it. Let me pull it up. They said, um, uh, maybe you did, but maybe you didn't. But I did not hear you remind people that Chris Saunders was for eight years CFO at HSBC when they were fined U.S. $2 billion by the U.S. government for money laundering for the Mexican drug cartels. And also, he was MD of Canevest Bank and Trust, a Caymanian bank that was fined $100,000 by SEMA for, <coughs> for money laundering. How can the Caymanian people trust this type of person at least twice connected to financial businesses fined for money laundering? It's a good question. And in fact, I had to um, look into my own art archives because I remember when this story came out and CMR, of course, we're not currying favor with nobody. Okay? We reached out to Mr. Saunders his typical, oh, Sandy, nah, 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 you don't, you don't, not, you're not going to publish that. Nah, 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 don't worry about that. And I said, um, you know, you don't actually get to tell me what to publish. I run a news organization and it is news. This was November of 2020. Uh-huh. It is news. And so we'll be covering it. I'm only contacting you, not for your permission about whether I cover it or not. But if you have anything to say for yourself, I was just trying to hide it, Chunny Chow. See it here? That's when we covered it, November 2020. He is the managing director of this Kane Vest Bank and Trust Company Limited, and they were fined for breaches of the anti money law regulations. Yeah. Now he responded, and the one up at the top is his response to that. Go back and look up the articles, read them for yourself. 
But I can tell you that SEMA does not take lightly the fining of anybody or any institution or any bank. Uh-huh. Let's look at the details this morning, good folks. Again, it is necessary for you to be reminded of what people are doing. So here's a SEMA notice. And it says here in this notice, I'm going to pull it up on the other screen so I can read it because it's kind of smallish. Mm-hmm. Okay. It says here, November 10, 2020, Cayman Islands Monetary Authority finds Keynvest Bank and Trust Limited $100,000. And then the body says the Cayman Islands Monetary Authority, the authority, has imposed a discretionary fine totaling $100,000 CI on Keynvest Bank and Trust Company, the company, pursuant to the provisions of sections 42A and 42B of the Monetary Authority Law 2020 revision for breaches of the anti-money laundering regulations as amended. The discretionary fine has been imposed for the company's failure to comply with the following requirements of the anti-money laundering regulations. Number one, the application of customer due diligence measures, the application of enhanced due diligence measures, failing to identify beneficial ownership and failing to scrutinize transactions. Wow. Some of the findings represented failings of the company to remedy similar findings from an on-site inspection which was conducted in 2008. So in other words, folks, back in 2008, SEMA does on-site inspections for all these offshore banks and entities and whatever to make sure you got it together. This is how we stay off the gray list because SEMA has to do their part as a regulatory body. So they went to this bank in 2008, and I can assure you this is probably just a one-person operation. It's just probably Chris Saunders and nobody else. I don't know who else he has hired there. Probably nobody. Okay? And so they went there, told them that some things needed to be remedied, and what did they do? According to SEMA, nothing to remedy it. 2018? 19, 20, two years later, which is ample time to remedy this type of a situation, they have done nothing to remedy it. And the final paragraph, it says that this case highlights the importance of licensees having in in place effective AML, CFT, PF policies and procedures, which are appropriate, effective, and fully implemented in order to avoid the risk of money laundering, terrorist financing, or proliferation financing. $100,000 fine. Now, you may not understand, folks, or know anything about financial services, but what you need to know, someone who has years of working as a CFO in various organizations, Right? Digicel. Um, where was he before Digicel? HSBC. All these. He should have more than enough experience. And the fact that he is not concerned about having these things in place 
demonstrates a lack of concern for the reputation of this country and also a total lack of concern for the fact that someone could be using your offshore bank to launder money, to use it for terrorist financing and so on and so forth. It's organizations like this that make us look bad and keep us on a gray list. Thank you, uh, Seema, for doing your job in that instance. Now, did y'all see this story yesterday? This was actually trending. That, um, let me pull this one up for you. I thought this was quite interesting. That JP Morgan has settled a lawsuit with the U.S. Virgin Islands. You know, I was saying to myself, I hope the Cayman Islands are paying attention. Because there's certain times when we need to be recovering money from foreign entities, JP Morgan or whoever. And we sit back and we allow foreign entities such as the U.S. to jump in real quick and nab the money, nab the funding, and we the people get nothing. Our country gets nothing. Well, look, yeah. Wall Street giant JP Morgan has settled a with $75 million is what they're going to pay to the U.S. Virgin Island as a territory because they are the bank who it is alleged facilitated Epstein, remember Jeffrey Epstein, the child molester, his sex trafficking ring. Now, this is like, I thought even for me, I thought, wow, this is quite a stretch. But make no bones about it. The U.S. Virgin Islands said that this has impacted their reputation. You see how we need to start thinking, Cayman? And so they're demanding J.P. Morgan to do something about it financially. Money talks. B.S. walks. So this $75 million settlement is going to include $30 million to support local charities. Wow. $25 million to strengthen law enforcement around human trafficking and $20 million for legal fees. Now, the territory was actually asking for $190 million. So they decided not to go to trial. JP Morgan says that they believe that the settlement was, quote, in the best interest of all parties. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. But pay attention, folks. This is quite an interesting case. It was the trial was set to start on the 23rd of October. And so now to avoid the trial, they have decided to settle this instead. Jeffrey Epstein was a client of JP Morgan from 1998 to 2013. He owned two private islands where girls were lured and recruited to his Caribbean home and allegedly forced into sex. Mm-hmm. The bank issued in its statement, added in its statement, that they deeply regret any association with this man and would never have continued doing business with him if it believed he was using the bank in any way to commit his heinous crimes. Mm. Not so sure about that, but if you say so. Public court filings in the cases accuse the bank of ignoring 
red flags about Epstein, including repeated cash withdrawals. Huh. Right. His legal permanent resident was registered in the U.S. Virgin Islands, and in the days before his death, he filed an updated version of his will to the island territory. Mm. Goes on to say, the settlement which was announced on Tuesday, that was yesterday, should sound the alarm on Wall Street about banks' responsibilities under the law to detect and prevent human trafficking. This is the Attorney General for the U.S. Virgin Islands, Mr. Uh, Ariel Smith. We are proud to have stood alongside the survivors throughout this litigation, and this settlement reflects a continued commitment to them. About $10 million of the money received in the settlement from J.P. Morgan will be used to create a fund to provide mental health services for Epstein's victims, uh, the statement also went on to say. Brad Edwards, who's a lawyer for more than 20 of the alleged victims, said that Tuesday's news demonstrates the extraordinary strength of those individuals who survived Jeffrey Epstein's powerful international sex trafficking operation. And legal filings also revealed exchanges between Epstein and Mr. Stanley, who worked for J.P. Morgan for more than three decades until he left in 2013. One message shows Mr. Stanley, also a former Barclays employee, thanking Epstein for his, in quotations, friendship. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. Unbelievable. So again, when people are out there doing God knows what behind these corporate veils, you've got to pay attention. And when you see SEMA finding people, folks, for being non-compliant and for even potentially allowing their entities to be abused because they're simply not filing the right paperwork, they don't have the right processes in place, they don't care, that's a problem. Now, I want to, by extension, say to you that if someone can have their own business, their own business interests, that they're completely not compliant with, that exposes their company themselves and by extension, the broader country to terrorist financing, to money laundering, to all of these things, what kind of job you think that he would have done as minister of finance? How careful would he have been when it comes to procedurally following the law? Right. Al Ray says, don't take it personal. It's all about country. Don't forget it. Pretty much. Miss hmm. Sue says they're all a bunch of kids. They need to grow up. Marshall says, and they're looking for the betterment of the country. Yeah, right. Just remember all of them come election day. Uh, Ms. Darlene says, I bet maybe he got the parties going on in Baden Town. Uh, maybe that's all some or most of her people not like but love. It's quite unfortunate. Believe me, you. It's very, very unfortunate. 
Denver says, no, Brenda. Sandy will be updating the public frequently. Running straight up to the election. Oh, yes. I know y'all have short memories. That's what I tell you yesterday. Take out your notebooks and write it down. And we will be reminding you. Huh? We have an obligation to the truth. Ms. Moya says it was disappointing to see them voting no to so many need items for Caymanian children, scholarships, teachers, and also no for the payment for insurance coverage for retired civil servants that dedicated their professional years to our country. I'm going to remind you, Ms. Moya, they did not vote no. They just did not vote. And there is a, there is a difference. Because if you vote no, you could say, well, you know, on a matter of principle, maybe you had some concerns about the money or the appropriation or da 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 They didn't take that position. They just refused to participate. And so every time you hear them calling division, 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 that's because they wanted to go on record as saying abstain, 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 abstain. So I say to the people of this country, they could not have made it any easier for you because they are in record as abstaining for you to now see where their loyalties lie. It lies with playing political games, not with what should be concerning them. Not with the indigents, not with the regiment, not with their students, not with their um, civil servants' health insurance. None of that is where their priorities lay. Jonathan says, I know damn well, I never did trust the likes of that one. El Ray says, Chris Launders. <laughs> That's funny. Mm-mm. Alejandro says, Sandy's voice is a healing of the nation, but yo, only she can agree with everyone. No, no, no. We don't have to agree, honey child. You can disagree, but if you disagree, you come with sense and not nonsense. That's the only request I have. You're entitled to your opinion. But when you're trying to spew facts and you pretend like it's a fact, that's when I'm going to be like, pump the brakes now. Let's get it straight. Joseph Bond, good morning, sir. Says, good morning, Sandy. Keep the fire burning under them. Under their, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Rough C says, none of them want anything good for the people unless they can get something out of it. It's all about enriching themselves and securing their future. Jonathan says, the real problem is that we have a system which allows someone who was, and at the very least complicit with money laundering for the Mexican cartels being allowed to stand for public office. <sighs> Carlos, good morning. Carlos Whitaker says, on the Baden Town Ma Road, they say expat run things. Which expats? Remember, John John is the same person who told you all that he was going to stop. He was going to put a stop to all work permits. He ran in that campaign promise last time. I need to find the video clip for that just in case you don't believe me. And when he was Minister of Border Control, for how many months now, he did nothing. Not a single thing to help the plight of Caymanians. How on earth is that possible? It's a hot mess. Mm. 
Ms. Brenda says, they run our government. That's how they own and run a country. This is very sad and heartbreaking. And a lot of you are sitting down listening to this program. And you're saying, Miss Sandy, this is the first time I know this. This is the first time I'm reading this. Really? Because we published it in 2020. But you see, that's why I know that this show in particular is so critical and so important. Because unfortunately, y'all don't do a lot of reading. You should do more, to be quite frank and honest. But this show has the power to break it down to you in very simplistic terms and you make you understand it. And you can walk away going, wow, I didn't know that. Good morning, caller. Sandra, good morning. How are you doing? Not too bad, dear. How are you? Okay. I got a question for the 19 MPs mm-hmm. on the Cayman Islands. Yes, sir. Are we going to just go on every day watching new ministers come in this one saying this, this one saying that. Can't can't the 19 of them just say, listen, mm-hmm. forget everything. Let's mm-hmm. use the experienced ones. Let's make a good government and, and get this these islands going. People are losing their home. People are drawing their pensions. And and it's just about them, 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 them. Can't can't they work together? Hmm. I can't mean, uh, them obviously read whoever make one government with people with experience just using all of these people without experience and 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 i i, I don't understand it and and then they just got to sit down mar every morning mm-hmm. and listen oh we got a new minister and then three months later oh i don't like a we on i go on can't can the 19 of them just get together and say let's use some good experienced people and get these well, islands going i think i think the answer is clearly no i mean they've demonstrated that that's not possible so but what but what i would like rather sandra but yeah rather than doing that can't can't be 78,000 90,000 people in Cayman Islands say let's call a by-election and then vote out one of these out mm-hmm. and get some people in and fix our islands we can just sit down and listen to my road every morning listen to people um quitting and, 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 and joining back. Well, or, or, I, I hate to tell you, but this would certainly not be the first time. Then you this got is, tourism minister. politics. Politics. That's what they're playing, yes. But the people shouldn't let them play that. Mm-hmm. Then you got tourism minister because they messed up. Oh, come back after people um, give a bad review. Come back, come back on our expense and we show you different. Man, that's so immature. All 19 of them need to go, as far as I'm concerned, now, or get together and get these islands going. Mm-hmm. I go on. Thanks. Bye. I appreciate it. Well, if if, if they were capable of doing that, I suppose um, we wouldn't be here having this discussion. Like I said, they are demonstrating. Right. Their refusal. And I can't say all 19 because obviously we have a group yesterday that they were even if it's just in the moment, they are working together. But let's be very, very clear. This is not John John's first time flipping and flopping. We've seen a number of them flip and flop back and forth, whether it was when they were in the opposition, when they were in previous governments. When you look at their track record, you do have to question. These people can't stay committed and can't make up their mind and can't stay committed to anything. If you think this little alliance between Queen Chris and a bunch of them can stay together, watch and see. Remember they had tried to form a government before? During the last election, they sent out a photo. It had Graham Rankin in it, McKeever Bush, Chris Saunders, this one, that one. Then last election, Chris Saunders was, was cussing McKeever Bush. 
They're children. They're childish. It is, it is ridiculous how they go about even forming a government. Right? The horse trading that happens over the turtle stew. That is very Caymanian. People are reminding me now, sending messages. John, John did not even meet with any of his board members from the time he got in. This is it, refusing to work. This person says Chris Saunders promised to build um, part between Little Savannah and Savannah Meadows before the last election when he was in power, and he hasn't done so, a park. Um, no one sees him in the community. He only visits selective households in the community of Little Savannah, issue them one pound cake, $75 gift card to select people in the community. Hmm. Another person says on the BRAC MPs, do they net, do they not get some sort of a stipend for coming over to Grand Cayman for parliament, hearing like $3,000 or thereabouts? Why is Moses missing most of the time? This is ridiculous. They get a stipend for housing and they get a stipend for transportation when they're here. So yes, they get even more money. And why is he missing? Well, you'd have to ask Moses Kerkernel. He's often missing. Real questions, folks. Real questions. Hmm. I don't know. This person says, morning, Sandy. For the sake of this country, I truly hope that Isaac runs this ministry better than how he runs his own company. As far as I know, he never used to pay his employees on time and wasn't paying pensions for them either. Well, let's hope so. The other thing I'll say in response to that is he has people in the ministry itself who should be civil servants, it is their job, actually, his chief officers and so on. You know, these ministers, I'm not saying that they don't do a whole lot or they don't do anything. Some of them don't. But they have a whole support team around them. So unlike his own business, he's not responsible. Those processes are already in place theoretically. So he's got a good running start to get things done. Somebody said there's another accident again. Oh, Lord, I can't keep up with y'all. Right? There we go. And yes, we know from the last election that there were some concerns levied against him in terms of his company having outside, um, uh, you know, having outstanding Liabilities, including pension. Okay, thank you. Um, rather than putting sand in the beach for how many millions that money could be used for homes for Caymanian says live. Moya says, honestly, I'm only seeing uh, three that turn up for work. Andre, Sabrina, and Premier Panton. Um... Siobhan says, I don't believe they were ever committed in the first place. 
I think it was just a show to draw people in. Ms. Donna says, well, sir, if we have, uh, we have an election with 19 new ones, none of them will have any experience. Well, experience isn't everything. Experience can be important, but it isn't everything. I think the ideal candidate, what we should do one day is try to build out what we think is the ideal candidate and put it in terms of importance. Like what qualities are at the top and kind of build them, you know, like soft down at the bottom, like them being a nice person, hugging and kissing babies, that would fall at the very bottom. What do you want in your elected officials? Let's do that one day because I think it's required. Experience is important, but you don't need experience. At some point, everybody got in there with no experience. Let's be very, very clear. And experience does not mean, in fact, one could argue that the more experienced you are, the more likely you are to play these types of games that we see the progressives playing right now. So Denver says, but Sandy, abstaining is by law not saying no, but abstaining is still not voting for the relative motions brought to the House to be voted for, question mark. Yeah, I mean, it's to me, it's a ridiculous thing to do. Why would you abstain? You either vote yes or no. Uh, Alejandro says, I'm not into the games playing politics. This game is old. Gotta lo lose up. Yo, this is sad. With this new era, I still feel like Ivan was just yesterday. Mm-mm. No mess. Hmm. Ay, ay, ay. I tell you what. Katrina, good morning. Katrina says there are a number of young Caymanians, including myself, who would love to get the opportunity to aid in making the country better because at the end of the day, us, the younger generation, are truly the ones who are going to suffer. She goes on to say many of us are and have already made plans to move away because there's nothing for us here. How sad is that? Gabby says they want to be the ones to say uh, they brought it to the table first, you see. Wow. All right, let's have a look at um, a few more things here, folks. Uh, this person says we need political schools so that they will have some idea of what it's all about. Another person says, yes, Sandy, we need to get rid of Richard Martin. He's only there for the stipends. Worst board I've ever seen run is under his watch. And this person's seen a few. The thing he does best is to fight for his stipend. Uh, it is one minute late getting posted. To, if it's one minute late getting posted to his bank account. Mm -mm. A lot of exposing going to be going on, honey child. Lots of exposing is going to be going on. It'd be literally $70 million less than what would be approved. In essence, we are then green lighting a possible deficit for this year based on the fact that we would have said to the... Um, the other thing that y'all need to do is, you know, these politicians have a knack for speaking out of both sides of their mouths, right? I need somebody to find the clip for me where Chris Saunders at a press conference in the past has acknowledged and said just months before the government got rid of him that, um, you know, because of we're still in COVID recovery financially, um, we would not have had 
a lot of revenue coming in during that time from some particular sectors that we could expect to be in a deficit, that that was projected. Now, yesterday, he had the following to say. Literally $70 million less than what would be approved. In essence, we are then green lighting a possible deficit for this year based on the fact that we would have said to the government, we know, we're giving you the okay to go and spend $1,107,000,000, knowing that the revenues are going to be roughly $70 million less than that. And that is what it is I'm looking for because I really and truly don't want us or the country to go back into a deficit. And that's the part of this that I'm really worried about at this point. Mm-hmm. But you need to look at what he said previously about a, a deficit would be projected and would be expected until certain sectors begin to recover post-COVID. You have to be prepared, folks, to pick sense from nonsense. Let's see. This is, some people have sent me these clips. I must tell you, I haven't. I'm watching them at the same time with you. 68 million to that. And if that then succeeds, then you would then face with a billion, 107 million as, as an ability to spend in the current 23 year. Mr. Chairman, if I could just add. Okay, I'm not sure what, what we're supposed to be gathering from that. Was that a response to Saunders or? Anyway, um, but we'll put some of these together because um, someone made mention that, you know, we need to start doing, I think it was rough seas that we need to start having um, these sort of shorter reels and clips available to kind of explain to the people exactly what is going on. And I think that that's probably not a bad idea. All right. So yesterday we had a question come in and I could not answer it in real time. So I appreciate the caller um, asking the question so that again, this gives us an opportunity to certainly refresh your memories. Let me just find the question. Um, so this one is in relation to the DART organization. Yes, here it is. So this was yesterday's program. Listen to the question, and then I'm going to tell you some of what I was able to dig up. Good morning. Good morning, Antonio. Good morning. Hello, question. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was a good thing that, um, Mr. McKeever mm -hmm. Bush did when he went to Mr. Dart and borrowed $5 million to help people pay their mortgages. Mm. When was this? That was, um, I think it was probably like around 2009, around that time. Now. Well, I'll have to fact check it because I'm pretty sure he didn't borrow it. Um, I think that DART and the DART organization gives money to a lot of situations and they may have given the government, I have to look around exactly why they did it and what it was all about, but they may have given yeah, them money to assist people repairing their homes. I thought it was tied to some sort of um, situation where people's homes were damaged by a storm or something like that. So I need to look back at the details. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, but that's what it was. It was $5 million to help people pay their mortgages who were about to lose their homes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right. I'll, I'll double check all the, all the details of that and I'll answer the question probably tomorrow. All right. So we've done some digging folks and um, here is what we can confirm. Like I said, I never suspected it was a loan. I don't think 
I don't know if this government, um, when I say this government, I mean the Cayman Islands government has ever borrowed any money from DART. He might give them, they might do a business deal where he's going to give them something in exchange for something else, or he they're just going to donate money. That's a very different situation. So it was not a borrowing of anything. It was actually um, part of the NRA agreement. So this would have been the um, 4 Cayman Investment Alliance slash NRA agreement. And um, they did provide the $5 million was part of a larger amount of $20 million that was provided to the Cayman Islands government for a variety of different things. So this was the major roads infrastructure, Esterly Tibbetts Highway, Reverend Blackman Drive, and a new road to Barker's National Park. So the Esterly Tibbetts Highway has been a planned component of the National Road Network for many years. This is, uh, you know, public documents, publicly available documents. This and previous governments have did not have the funds to complete it. And without private sector investment, it would not have been completed in the near future. The terms of the NRA agreement did not call for any government expenditure and did not call for government to pay back any money. The construction value of the major road infrastructure projects is approximately US 35 million and it will be funded by the DART organization. DART will also be able to recover US $24 million in concessions. However, the recovery of these concessions requires that DART keeps investing and developing on the island. The northward extension and completion of the Esterly Tibbetts Highway will improve access between Georgetown and West Bay. And I tell you what, it sure did. That's why West Bayers can boast today that they don't have the traffic woes that the rest of us have from the Eastern Districts. The extension will be a modern multi-lane highway designed to meet all local regulations and with minimal egress points to maintain traffic flow. It will have sufficient carrying capacity for existing and future traffic and will not be as susceptible to hurricane damage and flooding. Reverend Blackman Road will be extended so that it connects to the Esterly Tibbetts Highway to Willie Farrington Drive. This extended connector road will improve traffic flow within West Bay for those wishing to access and use the highway. And the new road to Barker's National Park will improve public access to the road. Okay? As a component of the 4K Man Investment Alliance Agreement, government successfully negotiated U.S. $20.5 million for educational, community, and training programs. Of this $20.5 million, U.S. $5 million will be released with the signing of the NRA agreement. Of the initial uh, $5 million, $2.5 million will be used for the Saving Homes Residential Mortgage Arrears Program, and the balance will be used for education, affordable housing, and parks. This is why I said yesterday I could not respond to the question because I couldn't remember all the details. Now, the details are important, folks. I don't care who you like from who you don't like. I don't care if you like the DART organization. If you don't like the DART organization, that's neither here nor there. But we have to make sure that we're operating in a space of factual information. 
So it wasn't $5 million and it wasn't 2009 as the caller thought. It was actually, um, I think this agreement was around 2012. The actual agreement itself is available online for you to go and have a look at. Remember what I said yesterday? Some of you have a bee in your bonnet for the DART organization. This was December of 2011. But I tell you what, they are forced to do things above board because everybody is scrutinizing them. You show me which other concession with which other development you can go online and find right now. I'll wait and I'll put $100 on the, on the table for you to go and find it. You don't even know. That's all hush-hush in cabinet meetings. You have no clue. With the DART organization, I'll send the link right here. Here's a signed agreement. Go and have a look at it. All of this is part of the agreement. They talk about the hotel development, major roads infrastructure, community funding. So this community funding, they lay out the amount, exactly how it was to be broken up, how the government was supposed to use it. There you go, right there for you. Now, as I said, because of who they are, they're always going to be scrutinized no matter what they do. Let me finish telling you about this, um, the 2.5 million for the saving homes. A committee was to be established to oversee the Saving Homes Residential Mortgage Arrears Program, which will be chaired by Sonia McLaughlin, Chief Officer, with responsibility for finance and the Ministry of Finance, Tourism, and Development. The committee will assess the needs of applicants and will, for those who are successful, award a one-time $10,000 allowance with subsequent assistance provided for up to three mortgage payments with the total of the funds awarded not to exceed $20,000 in total. Because the purpose of this program is to assist those who are facing the loss of their homes and government's goal is to give them successful to give those successful applicants, sorry, up to 50 years to repay the funds, and they will um, ensure that the funds borrowed will save their homes, do not become a burden, sorry, do not become a burden to repay. All NRA documents are available and in the public domain. So the $5 million is part of a larger $20.5 million commitment. And of that $5 million, only $2.5 was actually allocated to the um, loan recovery program. And the rest of that went for education and other things. We say we want good corporate citizens, but when we have them doing the right thing, you know, we still want to try to lambast them and make them into the big, bad boogie guy or whatever. Now, in 2012, as I said, anything DART does is going to be scrutinized as well. It should be. No, I don't have an issue with that. Ezard Miller, who was an independent uh, MP at the time, MLA as they called them back then, took the matter. He filed a complaint to the Anti-Corruption Commission saying that, oh, something was amiss here. There was some level of corruption in this whole agreement. And I can tell you that the Anti-Corruption Commission cleared them from any wrongdoing, they wrote to them in, looks like well, this would have been what, May of 2012, stating that the investigation was concluded and there was no evidence of a crime. The premier described the complaint as political mischief making and an unfortunate waste of time. 
So it had been investigated after Mr. Ezra Miller brought forward his concerns and a complaint, and there was no wrongdoing found. Right. What a mess. Mm-hmm. Boy, our, our MPs have been up to foolishness for a very, very long time. Um, I don't know what to say. Unbelievable. What a hot mess. All right. So hopefully, young man, that answers your question um, sufficiently. We um, you bring the questions. We try to get you the answer. Um, oh, I was trying to share this link, but for some reason, it says it's not sharing the link. What's going on there? An error occurred. Wait a moment and try again. Hmm, okay. All right, let's uh, start to wind down here. It's now 10.15. Good folks, happy hump day. Um, good morning, Stephen. How are you? Good to see you. Rough seas says Moses Kerkernel got a lot of family interest in Kim and Brack. This is why he had to run when Andre started to ask questions in Parliament a couple of days ago. That just proves that they're all about enriching their own families the Kurt family and Foster's family and A.L. Thompson's family is Cayman's most powerful local special interest family in Cayman. Mm, I'm not so sure that's actually the case. Uh, but I think, Rough Seas, you're thinking of multi-generational historical Caymanian families. You're not thinking of people who have Cayman status that have, they, they would put all those families to shame in terms of their special interest and power. I'm just saying. Um, and I will personally say, from my own knowledge and experience working in this community, that the Fosters group goes above and beyond. They help, even the other day with the, the fire, the family with the fire in... Uh -huh. um, in East End, I know that they stepped up to the plate. They don't like any attention. They don't like any fanfare. But I'm going to give it to them because we have to recognize that when it's happening, even amongst our own. And they step forward and they help. They're always making all sorts of donations to people. Good morning, caller. Good morning, Ms. Sandra. How are you? i got a couple of things I would like to discuss with you, but uh, if I could get an appointment with you sometimes. Okay. It's very important to be honest, but I don't want to mm -hmm. say anything about it. Know if I can help it without you having, because I have all the documents as evident. Mm -hmm. Are, you, are you able to tell me roughly what it's about? It's concerning the Kadas just landing so we, and it's and it's very aggravating. It is three years now we're trying to obtain the files from Tideman Macasta's Ebanks estate. It's eleven hundred and. 32 acres in three-quarter Leo. Mm -hmm. And they're giving us hell. And it's caused from the negligence is from Sophia Williams that was brought here to train people 20 years. And I questioned her with witness. Mm -hmm. And she said that I asked her how many she trained since she'd been here. She said none. And she had a very good laugh about it. It burned my heart ever since. And now it comes that she is the blocker to my history access for my ancestors. Mm. And His Excellency Martin Roper, 
passed it and approved it. And still, mm-hmm. he done some negations to extend it and telling us rhetoric. You know something? It, it really no no law here. Mm. I'm six or seven years old. I got a lot to show you. Mm-hmm. But give me some time to talk to you. Uh, if you just give me a time that I can come and where I can come and I will be there. Mm-hmm. Okay. You might gain something out of it in the end. Give me some time. But work with me, please. Time is short for all of us, but these people don't understand. Caymanians mm-hmm. are suffering for their own rights. And the law ain't no good to them. The politicians, listen to what's going on there now. It's mm-hmm. disgraceful. Please educate the public to get rid of PPM completely. Mm-hmm. Because if they give them one more term, everybody needs a piece of cork or a bamboo to float off the keys out song. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they're going to go, but they need some way to go. Hmm. Let me talk to you some more. All right, my dear. I Thank took you. down your number. Thanks very much. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's some, you know, obviously even I have my limitations and I, I don't overpromise and underdeliver. That's why I kind of ask him what it was about because I like to um, have people understand that there, there are limitations. And sometimes what you need is not me. You need a good lawyer, you know, and this sounds like a very uh, sort of protracted situation that's probably going on for quite some time. I'm I'm happy to listen, but that doesn't mean that I'm the one that can actually get anything done. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Oh, okay. You know, it's still showtime, folks. Uh, Ms. Charlene, so Sandra, off the topic, re- received a phone call just now from a constituent of Chris Saunders in Savannah, re-having not yet received his pension increase and can't reach Saunders because the time he's calling and only hearing more promises um, when indeed he's in touch personally, this constituent has worked hard and now is retired with health conditions and financial responsibilities. Chris has not even assisted in ensuring that this came out and receives his pension increase. Please, can you update? Unfortunately, Ms. Charlene got cut off. Mm. All right, send me, send me some details of the individual because I tell you what, I will say this, not every single problem that you have, your MPs are there to solve. I know for some of you, this might be a little bit of a um, a tough pill to swallow, so to speak, right? This type of administrative stuff, I don't believe MPs should be assisting you with. There is a body in government that would be responsible for ensuring that this man's pensions are handled. So he's calling Chris Saunders either because he doesn't know who else to call or if he has called that body regarding his pension or contacted them, he has received no response. And then he thinks, right, the next logical individual that I should be calling would be Chris Saunders. I'm going to say to you, and I'm going to say it again, not every problem you have should be a matter that you should be contacting your MPs for. They are supposed to be working on the strategic policies that move this country forward in the right direction, not necessarily helping you with every personal problem that you have. That's what community workers are for, and they're not the same thing as an MP. Having said that, Ms. Charlene, I have a knack for resolving things and getting things done. So just send me the man's information 
I need his full name, his contact number. I don't know if he has an email address, but if he has an email address, send that along as well. I will make the necessary increase because I don't know who exactly is responsible for this, but I will inquire. I don't know if that's PSPB that's handling it, but whoever it is will make some increase and try to get that resolved for him as quickly as possible. Sometimes what they do is they do it in arrears, so they have to wait, like how we had finance committee, you know, they might be waiting for the money to actually be appropriated. And then what, I know PSPP does this all the time, they'll send you a letter, they'll send you a statement saying, okay, there has been an increase, and now we're making it retroactive from the time that it was actually passed for the last couple months. But they couldn't do anything about it because these jokers in the L.A. are abstaining or playing games where they couldn't start um, finance committee on Friday because of joke, joke. So you see how it all has a trickle-down effect? But the money has to be there for the money to be paid out. So it could be a very simple explanation as that, that in his next payment, he's going to see it for all of those months or whatever. But we can find out. Jonathan says, unfortunately, I think it is under the present circumstances too much hope. Uh, for Miss Jackie. K-Man needs a paradigm shift in order to even begin to contend with the issues at hand and uh, the even more negative consequences which are fast approaching our collective. Um, Bao, may I remind you, Sandra just finished elucidating the fact that uh, we have an MP who was inculcated in being complicit with money laundering for the Mexican mafia. That alone should open one's eyes to the reality of the situation. What a hot mess. Mm -mm -mm. I tell you. All right. Um, let me see here. Carla says, wow, caller, that's interesting. True caller, there's no laws to benefit Caymanians. Um, the one thing that I do want to talk about, do I have enough time to fully address this? Um, is, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to address it, is the um, increase recently in the concessions, okay? So again, I, I need to point out that you have some MPs that do nothing but talk to you, talk at you. But when it comes to delivering something, they actually do not do it. Remember that Chris Saunders promised. Kevin, we got to clip this segment because I know we have to use it during another election. Um, Chris Saunders promised, as one of his campaign promises, that if he gets in, he's going to push for Caymanians to get stamp duty waivers, be eligible on second and even third properties, right? This was something I remember him putting on at a campaign. He campaign rallied on it. He, he got in. He got the minister of finance. Y'all know that that man didn't do very much as minister of finance, right? He did not at any point in time during his tenure actually get that done. Why not? Mm. too busy dealing with the sex addiction, I suspect. Mm. The premier has taken on this ministry and has just put before the legislative assembly. Mind you, I want to point this out because David White about a week or two ago posted up something because he knew it was coming in the LA. You see, they think they're smart. 
What about stamp duty concessions for Caymanians? Blah, 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 blah. The facts are this, and I'm going to get y'all the numbers. This government, and since the premier has taken over, finance has been given more stamp duty waivers to Caymanians getting first and second homes than the previous PPM administration. Despite that, to garner political points, and this is where the, the electorate now, a.k.a. you, the voters, must remain ever so vigilant in knowing the truth about a situation. Because if you don't know the truth, anybody can hoodwink you into believing that what they are saying is truthful. So David posted up something, I'm just trying to find it here recently, about, oh, stamp duty waivers and this and that, and, you know, um, Caymanians need this break, and y'all up and are, yeah, 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 that's right, David, you tell them. Okay. Except what he was saying, in fact, wasn't true. He knows it wasn't true. And more importantly, he also knows that the government had been, this particular government, the, the PAC government, had actually been giving more concessions than the previous government, but they had not put it in law yet. Now, I'm going to tell you why that's important. It's an important thing to do, right? So he was well aware. By the way, he's not posted anything at all on his political page since May of 2021. That shows how awoke he is at the wheel. So he posted this on his personal page. Give me one second here. Claiming that, oh, we need to be fighting for Caymanians to get more stamp duty waivers. This government has actually been doing it. The premier was relying on his civil servants, this premier now I'm talking about, to assist with the drafting of the, the relevant legal changes, right? So that in law, you could be automatically eligible for second properties. They've also increased the amount that you qualify for or that is eligible to be qualified for, I should say, under the waiver. The previous administration didn't do that. So I need you all to pay attention. Because once they start saying, oh, well, Caymanians need this, I said, well, why didn't y'all do it? Y'all had 10, 12 years. So they've increased it and they've made second homes eligible and now they've codified it in law. The reason why it has to be codified in law or why it's important to do that is because then it doesn't go with kisses and favors. It's not a situation where you have to go and beg the minister of finance to please consider my application. It says, okay, the law says if the house is within this amount, you qualify. If it's the first home, second home, the law says you qualify. That certainty also will assist the bank. So when you go to the banks and you're looking for financing and you got to come up with this bag of money to be able to secure a property, now the banks can say, oh, yes, pursuant to section so-and-so, 
in the stamp duty law, we are able to confirm, we know it's not up in the air. It's not subject to this discretionary power about who you know and who you don't know and kisses by favors and this, that, and the next thing. It's actually codified in the law that yes, if you meet these criteria, if you are a Caymanian, first time home buyers, you now get up to, uh, let me see here now. They, they, they do it by home and by land. So by home, $550,000 CI, purchasing their first time home or developed residential property, no stamp duty assessed on the value up to $550,000. If the value is above 550 but less than 650, stamp duty will only be assessed at 3.7%. So it's a reduction instead of the 7.5% on the difference above 550. Concessions will also be available for group purchases. So for a group of between two to 10 persons purchasing raw land or for groups buying a second home, a 3.75% stamp duty will be applied on values up to $700,000. Okay. So you have a young family purchasing their first home for CI 600,000. They will normally pay 45,000 in stamp duty with the concession, now that difference, so they're only going to pay 3.75 on the $50,000 difference, which means that they would pay approximately $1,875, saving the family over $43,000 in stamp duty. And that's no joke. That's a lot of money when you go pull it all together. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole breakdown now. Um, I'll leave you the link. They have raw land calculations, develop property, and then two to 10 qualified buyers. They have that scenario as well. Big sense from nonsense, folks. Okay. Saunders promised it. He didn't deliver it. He didn't do it. Mayor Panton took it on, took on the additional responsibilities of his ministry when he had to fire Chris Saunders, and he has now got it done. Results. We need to be about results that are benefiting the people of the Cayman Islands. It is what it is. Hmm? I'm tired of talking. I do a lot of talking, and I'm tired of hearing other people talking that cannot deliver any results. Every single day. Monday through Friday, I'm here for three hours. I'm more than enough talking. After the show, I don't even want y'all to be calling me. Come like, listen, I can't talk no more. But I am also a results-driven person. I believe in getting things done. Sometimes your feelings get hurt because I'm a results-driven person. I say, well, it is what it is. You're going to have to forgive me if your feelings are hurt or not. It doesn't really matter. But we're about the results. Let's continue to push in that direction, folks. All right. Miss Estrella, thank you so much. She said God and CMR. She's doing God's work informing the public. Well, I hope so. 
But I, you know, I try to take my time and explain these things. Poor Ms. Della, she says, wow, she didn't even know. Mm-mm. Oh, mess. Um, Rough Seas says, delivered empty promises from the beginning. The sex was just a bonus. Lord Jesus. What a hot mess. Uh, Sue says yes, and he promised to get health insurance for all retired Caymanians. Not happened yet. No help at all. We can find out where that situation is at. But again, you know, you got to listen to these MPs when they're promising you everything and delivering absolutely nothing. Aliano says, out of all of the PPM, I like David, but he needs a strong sip of the apple cider vinegar. Child, he's one of the laziest people, one of the laziest MPs I've seen. Him and Barbara. And, and you know what? I'm going to give Barbara credit because through her MP office, I know that she does help a lot of people and she actually is doing stuff. I think her um, PA that she has working there, I've heard is actually really, really quite good. David? Now that is a useless bag of shit. We're off air. I'm sorry. But he is as useless as they come. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay, I think we're just about um, wrapping up. Um, uh, El Rey says, remember people that two hands working can do more than a thousand cl- class in prayer. Hmm? Them church people coming for you, El Rey. Take someone fix you. They can baptize you in fire. All right, yes, talk less and more action. There we go. Uh, Jared says, I nearly drop out of my seat. <laughs> Good morning, Jared. How are you? Miss Jackie says the struggle is real. I do budget plans and only way is to cut my food budget. I feel sad, but I know people are worse. Oh, Miss Darlene, that young man keeps making videos. I think he's on his third or fourth one now about Cayman. You know, listen, folks. I'm going to address this and I don't, I don't even want to talk about that those videos anymore. He was entitled to his opinion. I think he was inaccurate with a lot of things. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have him on the show was to really understand what his experience was because I needed more information. I needed more details. All right. Now we find out, for example, that the man does not even know what a Caymanian looks like. So he could have been interacting with Caymanians and talking to Caymanians and not even know. And then when he finally found what he thought was a Caymanian at the turtle farm, he says, I was insulted because I was wearing my, his traditional, whatever, outfit. I forget what it's called now, right? Grass skirt type thing. And uh, your people don't know what that is. And so they insulted me by asking me if I'm a gay person wearing a dress. Okay. I can see where that could definitely be insulting. So you're still not going to like your locals, honey child. When you, when you get to know them mm-hmm, and they get saucy with you and they tell you they don't know, nah, we don't like you wearing no skirts around. Yeah. You're going to find out that real culture of Caymanians, you might not like none at all. You don't have to like our culture and you don't have to accept our culture. But I thought it interesting that, you know, he's talking about malls and Chuck E. Cheese's. We don't even have malls in Cayman. So we mustn't have any shopping plazas. And I still can't figure out which shopping plaza he went to. So 
Somebody said maybe it was Caymana Bay. Somebody else said, no, maybe it was down by Governor's Harbor. I don't know. He, he could not even remember the friggin' hotel that he stayed at. I'm sorry, but you have such a bad experience. And so many of the details from a three-day trip, which you can't see much of anything in three days. Um, You have all of these complaints after three days. Well, obviously, his first impression was really poor. Again, that's why I said to him. When you got off the um, the plane, first of all, before you even got off the plane, who did you fly in on? Oh, American, I think. Can't even remember. You don't remember who you flew on? Oh, I'd have to ask my wife. So we're sure you didn't fly on Cayman Airways, our national carrier. Because right away, honey child, you would have met some Caymanians working on the friggin' flight. Do you expect to see Caymanians working on American Airlines? Come now. Pick sense or nonsense. That ain't going to happen. You get out at the airport. Normally we have the live band there. And I don't know if they weren't there at the moment he deplaned. But normally we have the live band there playing a little soca, calypso, whatever. Little music, island theme music. They do a lovely job. So maybe he didn't experience that either. And then he says, oh, yes, and a bunch of Jamaicans were my bus drivers. You know what I needed to say to him, and I don't think that I did, is that, sir, you don't understand the dynamics of Cayman at all. Because chances are, a lot of those Jamaicans that you might have encountered are Caymanians who've been here for 30 and 40 years. Yes, they certainly have not lost that Jamaican accent. But they are part and parcel of our Caymanian culture and our Caymanian story. Does this man understand the connections of Cayman with Jamaica historically that date back hundreds of years? And how at one point the governance of these islands actually fell under Jamaica? It wasn't until as of late the 60s, maybe the late 50s, don't, don't cuss me out because I get the date wrong, when Cayman pulled away from Jamaica entirely. The man don't know none of that. I was asking him, what do you think a Caymanian looks like? And you saw what he said? Well, I was expecting, you know, people darker. Da, da, da. I'm like, really? Caymanians run the gamut in terms of her complexion and her skill, skin color, eye color. You got blonde-haired Caymanians with, you know, blue eyes, blah, blah, blah. Part of the Caymanian culture, in fact, is our diversity. The fact that we are mixed with a little bit of everything. We're like the, the traditional mutt. We got Honduran Caymanians. One person said, oh, I'm the only Samoan Caymanian. That's Ali far more. You can tell Ali he not Caymanian. But he has that, that heritage, that background. You got Jamaican Caymanians. You have American Caymanians. Our fathers forefathers traveled. That was one of the biggest things that they did, their seafaring history. What they did more than anything else was traveled and exposed themselves. Sometimes that meant they stayed put where they were. They stayed in Texas. They stayed in New York. They didn't come back to Cayman even. So on the one hand, I understand that we got some growing pains and we need to pull back on the development. 
If you stay at a hotel in Seven Mile Beach, you're not likely to see very many Caymanians. Let's just be honest. We accept that. But this was a man, in my opinion, he seems very, very nice. But he didn't seem like he planned the trip. Sounds like the wife did. And no one was really planning a cultural excursion. Carnival is not Cayman culture. Okay. You're not going to get proper Caymanian food at a hotel. They should probably consider having a cultural night maybe once a week. That wouldn't be a bad idea for some of these hotels. You know, sometimes I go to Miami and I want more of a cultural experience. I don't always want to go Dolphin Mall, this mall, Aventura, blah, blah, blah. You know what I do is I go on the internet and I Google, show me the Indian natives in in Miami. I want to go do the Appalachian Trail. I don't know if that's really in Miami. I'm trying to think. The last one I did was um, the, what's the tribe called again? Oh, God, I can't remember. There's so many Indian tribes, even in Florida. Um, but anyway, I went to the, to one of the, um, the boat cruises on the, uh, Everglades and those are part, part of it, tribe land, Indian tribes, whatever. They're the natives in America. Even when I booked those tours, you think it's a native giving me the tour? No, it's some white person. They're going to tell me about the alligators and this and that, but I wanted to expose my daughter to being able to see some of the so-called history and culture. In America. Where would I have to go to see the Seminoles? At their casino? Because if I go on the reservation, most of those people, unfortunately, are suffering from alcoholism and other abuses and, you know, stresses and so on. I'm not saying to discount what the man has said. I'm saying that some of it just isn't accurate. And so those of you who are jumping on the bandwagon about, yeah, this man is 100% correct. Let me encourage you to do better. Nobody has to come to my country to tell me about the issues in my country. I live here every friggin' day. I see the issues in this country. Your opinion doesn't carry more weight in my country because you're an expat or because you're a tourist or you're a visitor. Thanks for your opinion. And quite frankly, in my opinion, if you don't want to come back because it didn't, it wasn't your cup of tea, that's okay too. Because when he gets to see what is really Cayman culture, food is a big part of her culture, sitting down and gossiping about this one and that one, not sauce and who's sleeping with who? Sleeping with each other, family members, that part of Cayman culture, did he know that? Is he up for that? Yes, honey child. That's why some of y'all don't know who your mama is. Well, maybe not the mama, but the daddy. You pretty much know who the mom is. Because your uncle is also your brother and all kind of foolishness. Y'all tell him about that part of Cayman culture or did y'all forget conveniently to remind him that two sisters sleeping with each other, husbands, and they don't know who the hell the baby is for. That Cayman culture too. Oh, 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 oh my God. Is that the part of culture we don't want to share with people? Hmm, okay. let, Let me not share too much then. I agree, we have some work to do, (laughs) you know? But guess what? You came here and I'm sure you still had somewhat of a decent time. You still enjoyed yourself at the beach. You were still safe. 
There's a lot of other places that you and get culture all right. It's the culture of haggling. The second you get off the plane, we can haggle you to death. You got to buy this from us. We can walk around. We can pick your pockets. It's a culture of crime. I'm out of apple cider, child. But I'm just saying. Now, I'm going to hold y'all to account. Because one thing I know for sure. All these people posting up about K-Man culture. And I saw even... um. Where's what a fool for boy name again? Mario Rankin, he can jump in. Oh, this is Sandy's fault for bringing him on her show. She's making K-Man look bad. Mario, can you please go sit your stupid ass down? I am so sick and tired of you. You bring nothing of value to the table ever, right? You have a couple people who follow you because you're on the brink of insanity and you think in your head, that makes you somebody important. All you want to do is hate on people. You hate on Premier. You hate on Jackie at Dork over from that place over there, but yet you're trying to befriend her behind the scenes. Why you don't tell people the truth? When you're trying to kick, kiss her ass, but oh, let's go and have a few drinks. Let's go out to dinner. I bet you, you never told your followers about that. You two-sided Spanish machete idiot. See, I can't stand people who don't deal in the truth, you know. And they think because they can put up a little camera and get in front of you and tell lies. And some of y'all over there, like, like a bunch of seals clapping. The other day, he had the audacity to tell people, oh, he's never spoken to, to the premier in his life. And he's lived in Newlands all his years. And he's never had a conversation with the premier until he decided to run for office. If that man lied one more time, you see? What do you? I thought when you had your near-death experience, it would have been a life changer for you, but look like it's only made you worse. That lick upside your head never helped you any. So he's blaming me. Oh, oh my road, making us look bad. No, y'all make your damn selves look bad. Let me ask y'all a question. How many of you sitting on complete? Well, yeah, this man got a point. We're overrun by development, blah, blah, blah. How many of you are doing anything cultural in the Cayman Islands? When was the last time you went to the, the museum? I went two weeks ago. And you know, the funny thing is, I'm going to take accountability for this. It was not even me. It was my husband. We were having breakfast in town. And he said, let's take Gianna to the museum. Where's the museum again? And I'm like, well, it's not that far from here. He said, let's go. Let's expose this child. She's a Caymanian. Let's expose her to something Caymanian on a Saturday. We were having family time. I said, okay. When we do stuff at Pedro Castle, how many of you guys go out to these events? We have the tourism, um, what's it called? TAB, Tourism Attractions Board. They put on events. CNCF was on this morning. They're constantly doing events. Y'all don't even go out to anything. You don't take your children to anything cultural. You want to be up in nightclub. You want to be at the bar drinking. You want to let them loose on Cayman Bay. And you think that's Cayman culture? And when you do feed them, you want overfeed them so they're good and fat because apparently dying early from diabetes and obesity is Cayman culture too. So, I mean, I, I need to know how this Cayman culture business really go. Hmm? Cayman culture is our politicians sleeping in and everybody that they can get in their panties too. You think our guests want to hear about that? That side of Cayman culture? 
So we have an obligation. Culture is the people. And I know for a fact you guys don't care about Cayman culture as much as you claim you do. Because every time we have Cayman Voices, which by the way, tune in for tomorrow's segment. Every time we have a Cayman Voices segment, you know what y'all do? I see the numbers dropping and dwindling on the live stream. You're not interested in that. You're not interested in what 81-year-old Mr. Hurlson has to say about Cayman culture. You prove it. But if I was here talking some sauce, and who's screwing who? Huh? And all kind of foolishness and gossip and cussing people out. Oh, you're here for that, though. That is when my numbers are through the roof. What does that realist say about your so-called Cayman culture? The National Museum poured them. Got 25 members. Y'all should be ashamed of yourself. They can barely keep their doors open. And y'all talking about, wait, 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 We need more Cayman culture. Who are you blaming for that? You need to blame yourselves. There's nobody else to blame. You're not doing it. You're not taking it upon yourself, right? You're not exposing your children to anything. You don't want to go to the things that we have now, whether it's Pedro, Botanic Park, none of that. And then you have the audacity talking about Cayman culture. Let me see what else the tourism attraction board has up. Because y'all need to do better. Yep. They're responsible for all of our um, tourism-related sites. And y'all don't go to any of those places on a regular basis. So much so that they are hemorrhaging the government budget. We have to support them. Instead of the instead of we the people paying the little fees, going to Pedro Castle, enjoying the no, we're supporting it on the other side of the budget because y'all will not even support Caymanian attractions. Hmm. The Botanic Park, Pedro Castle, Cayman Craft Market. Is the craft market even reopened? Hell, Pirates Week National Festival. This board been around since 1996 to manage historic sites. We complain that expats come here and they don't want to become part of our culture. Well, when was the last time you work in corporate Cayman? You saw one of your newcomers to the island. They're going to invite you to go out and have a drink with them. When was the last time you said, um, sir or ma'am, why don't you come with me this weekend and enjoy some Cayman culture? Culture, our Sunday routine, we're going to go to church. And then after church, we're going to sit down and have our Sunday dinner. And our Sunday dinner, we're going to have some oxtail. That I can't mind either, but anyway, we're going to eat it. We're going to have some Cayman-style beef. We're going to do some stewed chicken. We're going to do some this. We're going to do some that. We're going to throw it down. We're going to put it together. And then after that, we're going to sit down with my granny. We're going to have old-time storytelling. You can play a part. In, in the dissemination of Cayman culture. It doesn't just have to be the government. It doesn't just have to be tourism department or the tourism ministry. 
Yes, they have their part. But you also have your part as well to play. You have an obligation. And you don't do it. And then what you do is you sit down and complain and moan and groan and whatever. Oh, thank you. Somebody said that Tab is now called, oh God, they had a name change. You're right. The Cayman Islands National Attractions Authority. Oh, and they no longer manage the Pirates uh, Fest. They might be looking, you might be looking wrong, wrong side. Oh, they still have the old website up then. Then you take that down, honey chill. Or at least have it redirect um, to the other one. I think this is actually CETA that has a tab up for them. I'll speak to J.A. Hart about fixing that because you see, these are the type of things when you don't update stuff online that does kind of confuse people. So I'm going to send him this link right now and say outdated info on the Cayman Islands. Tourism Attraction Board is no more. Now they have a new Cayman Isles National Attractions Authority. Thank you, ma'am. Harkwell Theater, thank you. We have our annual, well, it's completely new, but what happening? Comedic show. That should be sold out. There should not be a single night that that event is not sold out. Because comedic comedy, making fun of ourselves, making fun of the politicians, that's part of Cayman culture too. Red Sky at Night, all these events are part of Cayman culture. Now, constructive criticism being what it is. Hmm? Let me say, I understand the Pride program is still up and running. DOT, give us an update on this. Because sometimes you can't train somebody once and expect them to remember everything. Some of these people getting older and whatever. There should be an ongoing training and retraining and retooling DOT the ministry you should have this is what makes sense instead of giving a tourist now and his family a free trip and a free vacation basically trying to buy him off to think that his next review is going to be any better <laughs> it may not be that might be wasting good people's money what you should do and this is industry standards all over the world is you have people all the time. They're called secret shoppers. They're people that you purposely place in different establishments, different business. You have them come through the airport and then they give you non-biased feedback and what their experience was. This should be a type of program that we should have in the works for the past 25 years. No TikToker should be going viral for his negative review of the Cayman Islands and saying he's not going to come back. When our tourism industry should have well-placed secret shoppers all over the place on a regular basis, giving them feedback. And if they're saying that when they come out of the airport, they don't even feel like they're in the Cayman Islands, they feel like they're in Kingston, Jamaica, something needs to be done. And this is easy to fix if, and this is a big if, if we have any Caymanian tour buses at all y'all will have to tell me we have shirley ralston i can at least think of one hmm? why is miss shirley ralston not on contract to work the airport this is just an example of how you make it work work the airport to pick people up i mean maybe she doesn't want to work the airport route i don't know but these are the types of questions now i'm asking because you got to figure out a plan here 
have people on contract to work places like the airport, Caymanians, and every single taxi that's working the airport needs to know how to assist and how to answer questions. Well, I want to see a little bit of Cayman culture. Today's Wednesday. Where can I go? Pick up their little thing. Sir, I'm going to give you this little flyer. This has, you know, weekly events, nightly events. This is where you can go for a little bit of local music, some Caribbean food, some Caymanian food. You make sure you go to Miss Vivine's kitchen down East End. You go to the fish fry. You go here. You go there. We need to improve. That's for sure. Without a doubt. Huh? We can do it. We can make our product better. We can make it more Caymanian. But that also requires Caymanian themselves being interested in tourism. And I said this to some of y'all. Now, some of y'all don't like it. Somebody said Burton Ebanks would be ready to go. You might not like it, but I'm not the one to be working in tourism. <laughs> not at the front end like that. I don't have an interest in that. Part of the reason is I can't stand some of these people coming off the planes, truth be told. And I know that they're not going to get the proper type of service for me. If I see them on the street, like when they get lost and they're driving in the wrong direction, I'm the first to help them. I'm like, honey, child, where are you going? Pedro Castle is down that way, ma'am. Take your time now. We don't want you to get lost and end up in some residential home. I'm the first to help a wayward tourist when I see them. But for that to be my full-time job, that just ain't me. But there's a lot of you that have the personality for it. See, I'm willing to admit, little old Sandy, she not got a personality for that. A lot of you do. You know how you go to some of these historical sites? I've been to them all over the place. And they have reenactments, civil, civil war reenactments, and Georgia, making Georgia, and all this kind of stuff. Why can't we have, we used to have tourism ambassadors at the airport. They disappeared after COVID. I don't know whatever happened to them. I think at one point, even Quincy was one. Why can't we have these ambassadors being more, you know, involved in the process? Bring the tourist ambassadors back. Bring that program back. Encourage your bus drivers who are picking up people to be more in traditional uh, outfits, traditional costumes. So people like this young man, William, can get more of an authentic experience. Because that's what he's looking for. He said he wants to see culture. So he wants to see her old time outfit some way back when. There is a lot that we can do and a lot that we should do. Now, Caymanians are a dying breed. Without a doubt, us and the iguanas are on the extinction list. Only two things that you can do about that. You can either stop the influx of foreigners into your country or you have to populate more. Hmm. In my mind, there has to be a balance struck between those two. You can't 100% stop people from coming in. You can slow it down. And maybe we need to look realistically at how to make that happen. Having more children is a little bit of a catch-22 situation because we don't have the infrastructure to support the ones that we have now. You can't even get your kids in schools. Government school, overcrowded. They're fighting worse than cats and dogs. Private schools, they're not going to get overcrowded because once they reach capacity, they're locking it down and no more of you can be 
um, allowed to come in and it is what it is. So I'm not going to recommend going out there and having children, especially if you can't afford them. Because that's another mouth to feed. I'm always shocked and surprised when I see people saying that they're having a hard time making ends meet in their current situation. And the next week I hear that they're pregnant. I say, you got to be kidding me. What you think is going to happen? If you have two mouths to feed now, three mouths to feed, adding another one to that, come on now. We need to be more responsible. That doesn't make any sense to me. I ever only wanted two children. I waited so long that in reality, I only got the one. And I just have to thank the Lord and say, let's keep it moving. It is what it is. I never imagined being able to afford more than two children. Anywhere in the world, raising a child with a certain quality of life is expensive. I want my daughter to be able to travel see different cultures, even see the dysfunction of places like New York, the big city, whatever. Make her see it all. Makes you a better person, more balanced, more educated once you get to see different things and be able to compare it to what is here in this little rock. You can't really do those things. You can't afford to send them to a good university and all this stuff. If you can barely buy a bag of groceries. So do your part when it comes to Cayman culture, Cayman heritage, sharing it with other people, participating in it, learning about it. That is our obligation as Caymanians. I've made some recommendations here about some wonderful books on Cayman history. Go and order them, read them, read them to your children, read them to yourselves. Because every time I pick up a historical book, I learn so much. That is how you maintain your culture and your heritage and how you preserve it. So I thank Mr. William for his third and fourth video now. That's enough. I don't need to hear no more on the topic, to be honest. You all have to decide how important your culture is. And instead of just talking about it in social media and make us, making social media posts, do something about it. We all live in neighborhoods, you know. Once a quarter, once a year, you can celebrate Cayman Thanksgiving. You can have a neighborhood get-together. Your schools, for some of you on PTAs, all this kind of stuff. You can encourage cultural teachings within your schools, within your homes. Do your part before you go out there jumping on TikTok, agreeing with Anne and everybody's opinion. Make sure that you're actually doing your part first. Siobhan asking for a list of those books again. Siobhan, now you got to pay attention and write things down the first time because Auntie Sandy don't too light, like to repeat herself. But I'll get them for you again. No problem. Because I know you got to say something about 25 times before it tends to sink in. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll continue a conversation because I want to pull out some books out of my archives. And I'm going to talk about why it's important to have those types of materials available in our schools. We're pulling that stuff out of schools instead of putting it in schools. 
That's a problem. Darlene says you can't populate if no spare money. I'm not one for encouraging overpopulation for more than one reason. The earth can't take it. So let's not go down that road too, too much. Mm -hmm. Tourism department, how many Caymanians are hired there? I think they're pretty much all Caymanians, to be honest. Maybe exception is the ones who work in the foreign offices. But I can certainly get you some numbers, uh, Miss Della. Appreciate the question. All right, my beautiful people. That's it. That's Cayman. Mm -hmm. Even her music. Yes, honey child. Do your part. Yes, Andrea. Hallelujah. Natasha, good morning. She says for that to happen, this would mean that we're easily influenced and don't know who we are. Well, that, that happens every day. Let me speak to that, Natasha, before we go. That is why Caymanians, some of them, oh, they want to go dance hall. Y'all want to go out on boat cruise and this and that. That is not our culture. That is us taking on the dance hall in the Jamaican culture as of late. Hmm? Because we are not well-founded in our own culture, you are easy to infiltrate. And it is what it is. All right. Uh, found a purse. If you know anybody by the name of Miss Lilith McFarlane, please have Miss Lilith McFarlane reach out. Her purse has been found. Oh, yes, thank you. This person was listening to me. They said it's the Mikasuki tribe there in uh, the Miami area. Yes, honey child, I'll be looking for them. Um, this person says, how in hell he didn't know that we had a museum, Harcourt Theater, too. Lord Jesus, what a hot mess. Mm -mm -mm. This person says it's also valid to note that not all of our visitors are even interested in mingling with the local community and culture. This is a fair point. Like I said, he wanted a sus part of the culture. What are you looking for? DOT target market is to be high disposable tourists, uh, is to the high disposable tourists. Many of them wish to stay in their five-star hotels and condos, dine at the five-star restaurants, and don't even wish to rub shoulders among locals, sadly. My point is, not all tourists are looking for the same experience that he was. Just a chicken, honey, jail. Yes. And that is why the first question I asked him was about his expectations. What were you expecting, sir? You. What were you expecting? Rightfully so. There's a lot of people that come here who do not expect that. But we have to be flexible in what we deliver as part of our tourism product. And at the very minimum, when somebody gets off the plane, if you hear them asking cultural questions, then you have to be prepared to answer those questions. So the fact that he's like, oh, the people didn't know, or they didn't tell him, blah, 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 uh, 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 pump the brakes. That is where the problem lies. All right? So yes, if someone says, you know, I'm interested in the five-star experience, what's the best five-star hotel? Well, you know, you know where to refer them to or when they're at the Kimpton, I'm sure the Kimpton and, and the Ritz can certainly assist with that. It is what it is. You know, I'm, I'm going on a vacation here shortly and I'm gonna do a little bit of both. I'm gonna see some culture, some history when I go in October. And some of it is going to be dining out at some nice fancy restaurants too, I'm sure. 
I like to take it all in, honey chill. And you know me, I like to shop too, although it might be much shopping on this trip, but anywho, it is what it is. All right, my beautiful people. Y'all have yourselves a good day. It is Wednesday and I can see, let me open up my window a little bit. Ooh, honey chill. I saw one of Gucci this morning doing his thing. Oh yes, you think he would eat some agouti and some turtle meat? Yeah, I think we're going to be in for a little bit more rain throughout the day. So take your umbrella with you and try to drive safe. All right, Miss Darlene, Marshall, Natasha, Siobhan, Estrella, Jackie, everybody. Thank you all so much for tuning into the program. Really appreciate you. You guys are the best. What can I say? Have a beautiful day. All right. Take care, honey chill. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth on Bobo 89.1 FM. Cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7.30 a.m. Never miss an episode again. Watch anytime on CMR's Facebook and YouTube channels for the latest show episodes. Don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels and visit CaymanMarlRoad.com for all the latest news and community happenings. 